Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of True Crime and Cocktails. We're so glad that you're here. As always, my name is Lauren Ash, and as always, I am joined by my co-hostess with the most S, Christy Oxborough. Happy 100, baby! Happy 100! How exciting! 100 episodes, how about it? I think it's great! It's a big deal. You know, in television land, when you get to 100, they give you a cake. Hey! Superstore, however, we were in the thick of COVID and we weren't allowed. It was, uh, there's nothing I've been angrier about in my life. Because growing up, you'd see in the People magazines and whatnot, it's like, oh, the cast of whatever, ER with their 100th episode cake. We didn't get one. Anyway, um, it was good to be safe. Of it was course. Good to be safe. Of course. But I wish that we were uh, together um, with a cake. Yes. Oh, gosh. I wish I knew this because I would have just had cake today. We should have had cake. Just for- <laughs> Just for the heck of it. So tomorrow when I go out and buy a sheet cake for no reason uh, and bring it home and my husband's like, what's this all about? I'll be like, oh, well, you don't know because you're not in the biz. But like for 100 episodes, (laughs) you get a cake. It's a thing. The 100th episode's the cake episode. Listen. I like it. Um, How exciting. We yeah. we're we've called this episode the anniversary extravaganza. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what else to call it. It we've felt got right so in much, the moment. Listen, I love it. We've got so much to do. As always, you know, I always say I think it's important to mark occasions to uh, celebrate milestones. It's very important in life. Yeah. So we put out an all call on our socials um, a while back, and we had you, our dear listeners, send us questions, and they run the gamut. They First do. of all. There's hundreds upon hundreds. So if we don't get to your question, please 
do not take it personally. It is solely for time. There is, it was an amazing outpouring. We so appreciate all of you and your amazing questions, but we'll try and get to as many as we can. Um, And then we'll cover some more over on Patreon, patreon.com slash true crime and cocktails. There will be more over there as well. First question though, right out the gate before we get into anything. Yeah. What you drinking over there? Well, that's the thing. I I was like, you know what? It's early in the week. I wasn't feeling boozy. I'll just run out and grab a Slurpee. Well, I didn't because I, I put on my recording shorts. <laughs> <laughs> A.K.A. the shorts I prefer to sleep in. A.K.A. Right. a little short. A little short for what sure. you should wear outside your home. Um, I'd wear them all the time if I could. Uh, mm-hmm. But I was like, I, I, I've already dressed. I can't dress again so i was like i guess i'm not going out so i went in my fridge i'm like i've got to have something let's just uh, let's just do a folk or something and then i went no stop it it's the hundredth episode so i have a coke with some cherry brandy Brandy's in the house, everybody. Yeah. It's been a minute. It's, it's been so long. It's been a while. I often forget that she's there. Um, can't wait to see what's going to happen. Because just when I'm like, oh, they won't really come out. Like the last episode, we mentioned the mob for 30 seconds. And Cookies was like, I respect that. Like, it, <laughs> it, they happen. They come out where I least expect them. Uh, so, yeah, I decided... I decided Brandy's coming back today. I love that. Yeah. Oh, I love to see that for you. (laughs) Um, I have got three liquids going, as is my want to do. I've got a large water. And this is in a a glass from the rum bar in Vegas. Hey. Which, good news, is apparently coming back. Oh, was there a fuss from multiple people besides you and Siler? I have a feeling. Mm. I have a feeling. Uh, Then, of course, the Diet Coke. Got to get that caffeine going. Of course. And then I've got I've got a grapefruit high noon. Ooh. But I want you to know something. I looked at that bottle of Prosecco in the fridge. Yeah. And it looked at me. Mm-hmm. And we made eye contact for a beat. <laughs> and I was like, if you open that, mm-hmm. you'll finish it. Mm-hmm. That might be act two of the show is my point. <laughs> I'm... This just doesn't feel, it doesn't feel wrong, but it doesn't feel right. Do you know what I mean? It feels right for me to have three liquids, but I'm like, it doesn't feel celebratory enough. Brandy feels celebratory. I feel like I might need some bubbly. Again, I wasn't going to, but I'm like, ah, just do it. Yeah. How many hundredth episodes do you have? And the answer is one. Only one. So today is, tonight's going to be brandy and hungover tomorrow's going to be cake. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I do have to work tomorrow, but good news, I don't have a crazy wake up time. Hey. I think I don't have to be up till seven, which for me in my world, that's a sleep in. That's nice. That's a sleep in. That's nice. Um we gotta do a couple quick quick things. There's yes. some quick updates before we get into the extravaganza. <laughs> <laughs> First yeah. is we realized yesterday on last week's episode we were we were prattling on about again charming things um i re-listened to that episode actually and it was really a gift anyway um (laughs) who doesn't want to hear me go over the top about jurassic park it was truly charming hysterical all of the above i uh i i failed to really get into don't worry darling and we've talked about it so much on this show that i felt like i just needed to give a couple just a brief 
have a brief moment yes. for Don't Worry Darling. And I did have it a little bit on the last episode, but just to give it a, give it a little bit more airtime. So for people who don't know, like, for me, it just became bigger than me how invested I was in the drama. Mm-hmm. And there was a part of me at first that felt guilty. I was like, should I be this invested in this drama? It feels negative. Um, and it's a female director, Olivia Wilde, which I, I support. And we don't have enough female directors. But then I was like, no, this is going to help drive people to go see that movie. And that's going to sure. help her get another movie to direct. So ultimately, participating in this drama I think, and the gossip, I think this is one of the few times that it was actually for good. And that's when I just sure. decided to fully embrace it. Um, you can rent theaters at AMC here in Los Angeles. And I know what you're thinking. That's ostentatious. It's more affordable than you'd think. It's a, sure, it sounds like a baller move, but it's, it's not as crazy pricey as you would think. Uh, Look into it, people, if you have an AMC in your town, because it's a real fun night. I took a, there was a group of maybe like 12 of us that went and it was like a 6 p.m. show. So there was nobody around in this theater here in Burbank and it was a full-size theater. Only 12 of us. Hey. What a time. I was doing commentary during the trailers, getting some good laughs. I felt alive. There was a full bar. We could pop out real quick because it was right there, right by the entrance to the theater. I mean, this sounds like an ad for AMC. It's not. I paid money for this. <laughs> this was not gift- gifted to me. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it was just such a fun experience. Anyway, um, here's what I'll say about the movie. Performances, Florence... I mean, it goes without saying, but I think it's important to say, out of the park. Hey. Unbelievable. She is so gifted. Harry, great job. I think it's, for me, it was tough because he reads so young Mm. when he's clean shaven. It didn't not work. Like, it does work. But for me, it just, there was a couple of times where I was like, God, he's got such a baby face. It doesn't matter. Um. But the star of that show for me, Florence is in a category of her own, by the way. I'm not comparing any of them to each other. And I'm certainly not comparing anyone to her because no one can live up. But Chris Pine, really, I he really, again, who knew that it just would affect me in the way that it did. But the movie overall, stunning. I mean, so well shot. Beautiful visuals. Really brings you into this world. I thought it was so great. And I thought the last 20 minutes, the story really falls apart. Mm. (laughs) Sure, sure. And that's kind of been the general consensus. But that being said, go see it. Go see it. I think it's, I think it's, again, it's, it's 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 a great again all of the supporting actors are amazing. The performances are great. Again, it's visually beautiful. And to me, it's like, you know, there's lots of value in film, even if it's not a perfect film. And there's very few perfect films, in my opinion. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Jurassic that is a perfect Park. film. <laughs> <laughs> there's a few. Yeah. There's a few. Speed. But anyway. There's a couple. That's speed. The original perfect Overboard. Film. Yes. Oh, perfect films. Yeah, perfect films. But I digress. Uh, the other quick update I have to give is from last week's episode. And this is regarding my Psychic Rose Twin Flame sketch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At the time of recording, I had not received my sketch. Yes. And I was getting very concerned. Was I being scammed? Good news. It arrived. <laughs> 
Yeah. It arrived the next day. So I feel bad because I feel like people are going to be so pissed at Psychic Rose. And I feel like I maybe owe her a bit of an apology. Psychic Rose, I apologize. Now, in the email, it says we should keep this to ourselves. We shouldn't show people because then it lessens its magic. But sure. then I, to that I say, but what? Like, to me, it's like, but is it your twin flame or is it not? Like, Sure. I mean, also, as as we believe, or I think we we all tend to believe in the, the magic magic arts, it's like, you know, you sh- you're still in control of your destiny. It's You can still shape things as you go. Nothing is pr- necessarily in stone. But so I've been going back and forth with whether or not I should share the image. But again, most people are listening to this rather than watching it. Sure. So I don't know that I'll share it on our socials, but you know what? I'll just do a quick flip. I'll just do a quick like, there it is. <laughs> Yeah, there he is. yeah, there he is. Yeah, there he is. Yeah, right. The thing that kills me is he's so familiar. He looks very familiar, and we can't place it. He kind of looks like Scott Evans, Chris Evans' brother, which felt very telling since he is also yes. not a straight man. Yes. Um, well, but, but Twin Flame maybe is just like a soulmate, best friend situation. I think typically it's it's a little more carnal sexual, but but, uh, but you know what? Sure. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know that we do. Does anybody really know? You know what I mean? <laughs> I've had three <laughs> sips of this and I'm like, I'm a little loose and buzzy. Feels right. Oh, that's what we want for this. Yeah. We want yeah, loose yeah. and buzzy all the way through. Yep. Yeah. Loose and Ruth buzzy. What a treasure she is, by the way. Shout out to Ruth Buzzy. No reason. Um, (laughs) That's all my updates is the point. Yeah. I also just want everyone to know, Christy and I did not talk about it ahead of time, but we both wore our very first True Crime and Cocktails shirts, which just say we are not detectives because this was before we even had a name for the podcast. I made these on a different site than what I use now. In my opinion, very rudimentary design compared to where I'm at now with my graphic design skills. Yes. Uh, but I love that we just were on the same page without even saying anything. Um, again, because at this point we just share a brain. Yeah. Together we're one full brain. We talked about that on the show before. We have, um, yeah. But really, if we're if we're going to do 100, we got to go back to our roots. We do. I was also going to do like a full face of makeup and then truthfully sure. I ran out of time. But then I was like, isn't there something? I'm stripped down, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> really going back to our roots. Man. Yeah. Man. Like um, like now it. listen, you have come up with some, with a list, I think, of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. She loves a list. <laughs> she does love a list. Look, it's not long. It's just the fact of, uh, I like the journey. You know, I like looking at, how would we describe the journey? Don't um, stop believing. So... For the sake of the last hundred episodes of our lives, um, I'm going to start with location. Oh. Because my my lists are categorized. Because of course they are. Of course they are. I, I see my own mental illness and I accept it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we have had cases in places like Japan, Aruba, and Tahiti. Uh, We've done two in Australia. Uh, Our next episode is actually also in Australia, the one that I'm uh, just in the start of uh, researching. We've done 10 that are in Europe, which include five in the UK. We did four episodes 
in Canada, which ended up being technically three different provinces. And of course, because the majority of the true crime that we end up doing ends up being from America, we have done 68 episodes in 29 different states. Wow. Would you like to guess the state we have done the most? Yes. Pause. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I can also give a hint if you need. It's tough to... I know that this is going to sound like it makes absolutely no sense. Michigan? No, but I like where mm. your head's at. Uh, we have done 21 episodes in California. Really? It comes down to, we did so many famous fatalities and the like almost right. every single actor we had. Of course. Uh, that we talked about was California and just all the classic Hollywood, um, Maryland, Black Dahlia, all that kind of stuff. Uh, after the 21 in California, the next is four in Georgia and four in Massachusetts. Georgia. So, I mean, Massachusetts was going to be my next guess. Because I feel like we've had a bunch of like Boston-y. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I agree. Um, so in our hundred, we've mm-hmm. done 19 patrons polls, mm. 15 episodes of Unsolved Mysteries. That oh. includes 12 from the new series and three uh, that were older episodes. Uh, Ten that featured musicians, nine that were based on documentaries, eight that were specifically disappearance episodes, um, eight that involved actors and actresses, five serial killer specials, four holiday-themed episodes, uh, three that featured professional athletes, two true crime and fairy tales, Two missing episodes, which are the one of the new things we added this season, one prosecutor profile, one heist, and one episode of Dateline. And what oh. I'm learning, maybe we need more heists, maybe we need more Dateline. I don't know, but it's just amazing to see it all kind of in one. But the oldest episode, chronologically speaking, in time, uh, that we have done was in 1819, Lavinia Fisher. Yes! The newest episode we did, 2021, Army Hammer. Ah, yeah. Uh, Longest episode, would you like to guess? It's mine. It is. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Is it Britney Spears? It is not. I'm going to say close, though. It was long. Oh, Brittany was probably, I think, a solid three hour. <laughs> <laughs> was it Army Hammer? Uh, it was not. No. China. Uh, no. Uh, longest episode, three hours, six minutes. Jesus. Episode 58, Amy Winehouse. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, now, the shortest episode we've done. <laughs> I, I wrote down two because I... Don't know how much I'm counting the first one. Uh, we did. We released uh, True Crime and Fairy Tales, Beauty and the Beast. That yes. was only an hour five. I think that also was like, mine. That also mine. So yes. I can also go either way. Yes, there you go. Multifaceted. Um, that one I think was like a bonus we put out, wasn't it? 
Yes. So for the sake of regular episodes, the shortest we did was an hour 20. God, back in the day, babies. Uh, Episode five, Berkshire's UFO. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, back when we were like, no one will listen to anything longer than an hour and 20. And we were like, we got we to gotta get through this so quick, so quick to get through within an hour and a half. And now it's like, oh, it's only going to be two hours. Like the mentality yep. flop is wild. Yep. Uh, but this all means longest, shortest, all in between. We have put out on our regular feed. Yeah. A total of 236 hours of content. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I was also going to start um, adding up all the Patreon content, but I I lost interest in the math. <laughs> I really did. I just, because we've done, oh God, there's at least 20 episodes that were an hour, if not longer. And then there's like, uh, there's at least. There's another 56, I think, of the others. Yeah. There's, there's, there's about 76-ish, I think. I could be right. Because there's at least so, like four a, a month that are almost an hour each. And it's just. So I think that that means lot. total between the two platforms, we're, we're at over 300 hours of content in less oh, than easy. two years. Less than easy. two years. Yeah. Which is the other lovely thing that it just happened to work out that episode 100 is the same week as our two-year anniversary. Oh, that's because right. Because we officially launched on October 13th. Ooh. I know, right? <laughs> Spooky. I just like how it worked out time-wise that it just happened to be this week that we hit 100. So we did something right back whenever to get the episode numbers where they are not deliberate but it worked out somehow right oh yep it's kind of like us in general <laughs> it's the true creme and cocktails way yeah exactly <laughs> yeah that's where we're at oh my god i love yeah. it i love it um this is making me realize i need to do maybe my next one of my next episodes has got to be matt murphy after we do the unsolved the next unsolved mysteries right He's been doing some podcasts. He's been doing Heather McDonald's. He's done he's done it a couple times. Mm-hmm. I, I thought maybe he'd give me a follow back on Instagram. Hasn't happened. It's fine. You know, it's cool. It's cool. Is he married? Oh, I assume so. Mm. I assume so. But you know, that's cool. Maybe I'll just send a message if I'm if I'm researching, like, hey, can I get a quote from you or something? You know? Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. That'd be nice. I could send the Marsha Clark episode. Look at this. Want to give you one of these. Mr. Murphy. (laughs) I have problems. I have problems. No. Yes. There are unhealthier things to be interested in. That's true. I like him because of his sense of justice. There it is. Oh, that's Mm. nice. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, that was it for me, by the way. I love it. No, that's... But I think that's, again, that's nice. These are nice touchstones. Yeah. Nice touchstones to have. Well, listen, I feel like we should get into the Q&A then. We've got so many things to talk about. Yeah. So many. Um, We're just going to dive in. We're going to go back and forth. She's, uh, Christy has compiled these lists. Uh, And uh, we will just choose. We'll go back and forth. 
Yeah. Um, all right, here we go. I should really have prepped, which I wanted to read first, but I didn't. Okay. It's okay. Melissa L. and Jill writes, My question for, for you both is, what is the story of the creation and idea of what content to do for your podcast, and how do you feel about its progress since the beginning? Fabulous question. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, because there may be people who are new to us that maybe aren't familiar with what kind of the genesis of how this all started. But sure. uh, I was doing a different podcast, and uh, Christy came on as a guest and we, had, we were just really into the new Unsolved Mysteries that were, had been come onto Netflix at that time. Yeah. And we had planned to talk about a few of them, but Christy's research was so detailed that we, we only ended up talking about one. And I was like, I think this is the show. And the feedback from the listeners, it was everybody's favorite episode. It was the most downloaded episode. And I was like, I think that I've got to switch. I think this is what it needs to be. And so I managed to convince her to do it with me full time. <laughs> <laughs> but I yeah. certainly don't think that either of us thought that it would be what it has become. I mean, it is really it really took on a life of its own very quickly. Um, people were got, you know, very invested um, in what we were doing very quickly, which is an honor and a, a gift and a pleasure. Yeah. And it was very shortly after that, you know, we were both on the Kelly Clarkson show promoting the, the podcast and and on uh, Kevin Hart's game show, Celebrity Game Face promoting the shows. So it was, yeah, I think very quickly it kind of turned into something else. And now it's become like a well-oiled machine. I feel like it's yeah. like now we're like into a a groove after the first year. What do you think? Oh, I agree. I mean, as stated earlier, it used to be, okay, an hour 20 and then we're out. And now we're like, oh man, I don't even know if we'll hit two hours. What else can we <laughs> add? Like two hours just doesn't seem enough anymore. Um, I also don't know to this day what possessed me to research anything for that episode because we were just going to talk about it. There was, I know. There was no like, hey, we should look into this and then talk about it. It was, let's just talk about the show because we liked it so much. Yeah. And then it just, it just morphed from yeah. there, really. Um, well, spoiler alert, I yeah. think you just wanted to be prepared. And I did. I was the very, both of us. I was very nervous. It was my first podcast. Well, listen, I mean, you, you knocked it out of the park. Uh, yeah. Between uh, that and Little Miss three hours, six minutes over here, I think what the people know by now is we like <laughs> to be prepared and thorough. We do. We do. Yeah. Sure. If we're going to a new place, we might Google map it, check out the parking situation. So we know where we're going to park, approximately what door we enter. That's mm -hmm. the preparedness that you get with us. We like to know what we're getting into. I have never been to a restaurant as an adult that I have not read the menu in advance. I like that. I want to know. I like that. Because I panic. Oh, nothing sounds more like a haunted house to me than being <laughs> sat down and handed a menu I've never looked at. Yeah, because it's also, as people know, I am hard of hearing. Uh, I lost a lot of hearing in one of my ears a few years ago. And so restaurants are hard for me in general because I sure. rely a lot on lip reading when it's really loud. And so I can't have my nose in a menu. I can't be reading. I need to have an idea of what I already want. I have to be able to be looking at people so I can hear them. Anyway. But great question. Yes. Thank you, Melissa L. and Jill. I did put both of their names. They both submitted Basically, very similar, a very similar, similarly worded. And I was like, oh, that's the other thing. A lot of these people did. Ask, uh, there's multiple people who asked 
the same thing. So I just kind of uh, ran with it and went for a variety and we're just, uh, we're doing our best. I love it. I love it. Um, oh, Haley H. is asking, to date, what is your favorite episode you've researched and or recorded? Oh, do you have one that comes to mind? Uh, yes. I have a favorite that you've researched, and I have a favorite that I've researched. Oh. Um, lay it on me. For Favorite for you, I'm going to say Carol Baskin. Um, <laughs> the, the first one where you full stirred the batter the whole time. I did. I did. Uh, you came alive. You were so excited. Like, the shouting I texts I received while you were researching – of like, I found something. I won't spoil it. But like those, oh God, it was like, it was like a, a mother bird watching the baby bird take flight for the first time. So it was a yeah. really, really beautiful thing uh, to witness. Uh, as far as my favorite that I've researched, I'm going to have to say Princess Diana because I got so deep into that monarchy, and then I felt like any videos that I was watching online that involved that family, even if it wasn't necessarily about her death. Like, I, I watched a full documentary about Princess Diana's outfits, like, in her as a fashion icon, and I was like, this feels helpful. It wasn't helpful in the episode, but it felt, I want as much background as possible, and it felt like a good excuse. Of course. So... I mean, and the fact that we were like, oh, that's like 220. Let's go. Let's go. Like, we were like, we got to get through this. We got to get through this. It's so long. Wasn't even close to one of our longest. Nope. We've nope. come a long way. We sure have. Yeah. Um, my favorite that you've researched is, of course, the Glee Curse. Of course. It's a, it was a romp. I was very proud of that, though, because she curated that. I thought it was very well done. Um, it was also very fun to record because we had such a complete meltdown of laughter partway through. Um, my favorite that I researched, yeah, I liked Carol Baskin because it was my first one and I was just trying to impress you. That was like of my course. only goal with the whole thing. So I was yeah. very proud of myself that I found some exciting things in there. Yeah. But the China episode changed me. The China mm. episode, I felt like I was like, I, I felt like by the end of it, so I wouldn't know, I don't know whether I would say it's like a favorite, but I would say it was very meaningful to me because by the end sure. of it, I was just like, I felt like I had like a, this sounds so bizarre, but like, I was like, I have to do this for her, which feels really weird. But I was like, mm -hmm. I feel like she was so failed by so many people, um, as was all of our blanket girls. Uh, but, but with China, especially, I was just like, I feel like at least I can do this. I don't know. I just got yeah. really, really into that one deep, you know? I get that. Yeah, I get that. Sometimes you get in there and you learn something about someone and you're just like, how was no one there for you? If I yeah. was in your life, I would have been there for you. And then you're protective of them. And then it's like, well, we need to get this out in the world. So I get it. Yeah, I get it. And it's funny. One of our, our listeners, uh, Ali Cousins, she sent me a, a backpack with China on it that I use quite often. And the response that I get is usually dudes that love it. Usually dudes will stop me if I'm out and they'll be hey. like, is that China? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, that's awesome. I'm like, thank you. But sometimes, once in a while, somebody will be like, is that China? And they'll laugh like they think it's ironic. And I literally, I'm not kidding. Much like when people will say, <laughs> used to stop me to tell me that my dog Fox was fat and I would be like, he's part beagle. He's not. Um, I just <laughs> felt like that was whatever. That but justifies I would it, literally, yeah. I literally would be like, 
be like, oh, that's China. <laughs> I'd be like, she was amazing. She was an icon. Good for you. <laughs> like, I just have no time for it. <laughs> anyway. I get it. I get it. And but, look, yes. uh, my Carol Baskin may be my favorite one that you've researched, but um, it's a tough listen. I can't. I don't re-listen to our episodes. I don't have the time. But um, I will. I, I had to watch part of it briefly because I was putting clips together for like a montage or something. And it's rough. It's rough. <laughs> it's, it's rough from this side of it because it's basically like, um, good evening. I am Christy. Like, it's so hard to listen to because it was the first time I was driving the bus. So it is, it is a tough listen for me. <laughs> but... I don't, I, I would probably say something similar to my episodes now and I call myself your bitch, so. Listen. It is what it growth. is. Growth. Hashtag growth. <laughs> season four, hashtag growth? Yes. Was it season four? Okay. I think so, yeah. That makes sense. Listen, great question though. Thank yeah. you, Haley. Um, Allie asks, out of all the unsolved cases you've researched over the years, which case would you like to see solved most? I know when we've answered this one in the past, quite often we'll say Jean Benet. Sure. And I don't not feel that way, but Madeline McCann. Oh, yeah. Is on my mind because it's so close. And now it's also like there was this huge update, which for those who don't know this, Christy literally predicted what the, what the, what the, 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 the reveal became in our episode, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. She was like, dig under that house. Spoiler alert, they dug under the house and found stuff. Yeah. Um, so that came out into the news and they were like, we have stuff to charge this guy. But then we kind of haven't heard anything else. Again, the, the legal system is different there than it is here. I know that they make a really big point of ensuring that they're going to get a guilty verdict. Um just it, again, the way that they they defend and try cases is just, is, is uh, it's different over there. Long story short, too late. Uh, when we went into that episode, I had a complete preconceived notion of of who I thought was guilty, and and Christy yeah. completely changed my mind by the end of it. Then it turns out that this guy that she was pretty sure was responsible. Now there's more proof. I would really like that one to be solved. I feel really like yes. it would be. It's gone on for so many decades at this point and they are so close yeah. it would just be nice to i mean it, don't get me wrong all of them of course we're invested in all of them being solved and i I'm, that's no disrespect to jean benet of course i would want that case to be solved but the madeline mccann when we just were so close yeah. um that would be my answer what about oh, you oh i fully agree um because there was something recently uh her parents were in the news because the uh the main investigator in Portugal had written a book about his time doing the case where he full on is like, I think it was the parents and they have sued him for libel. And recently it has come up that they have lost. And so oh, interesting. he is more than free to go about and say what he wants and accuse them of whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I, I want that one solved. I mean, of course, as you put it, I, I would like them all solved. Um, but that one in particular, it's just, I feel like it's right there. I feel like we're right there. We just yep. need just one more little thing. Um, 
And also, I mean, there is a small part of me that wants it solved so that we can find out exactly uh, what had happened. Because I know we had a huge push, huge push for people who were like, I want you to do that episode. Like they pushed pretty hard for Madeline McCann. Yeah. Um, And I probably should not say this. I'll regret it later. But uh, and then when the episode came out, we got a huge pushback of people essentially calling us monsters for suggesting that she had died. And yeah. I just, I uh, to be realistic, the odds of someone kidnapping a child to just go and give them a beautiful life somewhere is so, so slim. Um, and so I would just like the vindication as well. I get that. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I get at. that. Well, listen, if you feel like you're going to regret that comment later, I'll pile on with you, baby. Yeah. Because the other one that comes to mind that I would love to get solved for the same reason is, of course, Delphi. Yep. Because we got slammed all over the internet. And that's the other thing, too. Like, people came to find, people found us because Delphi was, is, is so huge on Reddit, which is interesting. Um, And look. Don't ever go on Reddit. Don't read anything on Reddit about yourself. Anybody? It's a it's a it's a garbage it's a garbage barge. It's <laughs> uh, it's it's designed to try and break you. Yeah. Um, but there, people got angry at us because we went through the family. And yeah. the thing is, this and I've said it before, and I'll say it again: we're not going out of our way to try and accuse. And first of all, we didn't accuse anybody of anything. No. But when you're dealing with a uh, a person that dies, an adult person that dies, number one, where do you go first? The spouse. spouse if there's a spouse. Yep. Um, if it's a child, the family. Yeah. Statistically speaking, it is exceptionally rare for it to be outside of the family or a complete stranger. Sure. It is not impossible. Obviously, we all know this. If you listen to true crime, of course. Um but yeah, I resent the implication that people thought that, again, we're calling us monsters because we were questioning the family. To me, that that's, that's what you're supposed to do if you're a good detective. You, you start close and then you work your way out. Um, you're not doing your due diligence if you just say, oh, the family's completely innocent. Let's look elsewhere. Oh. That's not just like saying, well, Madeline McClane is absolutely alive. That's not doing due diligence. Like no. the, it, again, to me, it's like, are we doing this? Are we are we doing this, or are we not doing this? And yeah. if we're doing this, then we have to explore all the possibilities. Um, so, also, by the way, and this is again not making this all about ourselves at of all. Course. Of course, we want these cases to be solved so that these families can rest. And in that case. If that family is completely innocent, which there is a very large possibility they could be, of course. That would be nice for them, too. So then people can stop speculating the way that we speculated. We don't like doing that, by the way. It's just that that's what you kind of have to do if you're going to talk about these things in a realistic um, and, I'll say it, responsible way. Yeah. It's irresponsible to just not include people, um, you know, Because you're worried about hurting feelings. Right. And the last thing I'll say on the matter is, and I've said it before, I'll say it again, if someone that I was close to was murdered, please, please, everybody look into me. You're welcome to because I'll know the truth. And the sooner you can completely exonerate me, the quicker that we can find out who really did it. And if you want to tear my house apart and do whatever, 
I would welcome it because again, I know the truth. Yeah. And I know you're then doing your job. That's all I'll say. Yes. But thank you, Allie. We because appreciate the question. You want to know that they're deeply searching into every possible situation. Right. And in, in these unsolved cases, keeping those stories alive is, it. I mean, as cheesy as it sounds, like it, there can be value there. And it's not, because I know that people get eeky about like, is true crime entertainment and what is the moral kind of compass about all of that? Sure. And I don't disagree. But I think, again, quite often what we do on this show and what we've done many times is talking about talking about people that, again, were badly mistreated, talking about cases that have remained unsolved. Um, I do feel like intention is important. And I think that, again, if you if you listen to our show specifically, I don't I hope that our intentions are clear. I think they are um, that we genuinely are invested in in wanting to provide education, wanting to 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 give in give details and give information people may not know and to keep those stories alive. I, again, like like China's another great example where it's like I was honored to be able to tell that story and tell all of that story. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't just about like, oh, this is a name that'll get clicks. No, it was that I saw a documentary about her. I was moved and I was like, I want to talk about this. I want to tell people about this because I didn't know. Maybe it will also affect other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, I'll get off the soapbox. <laughs> Not for the whole time, I hope. Just <laughs> just briefly. Uh, this one's a short one, uh, and I know we've touched on it briefly, but I just want people to know for sure. Yeah. Uh, Jenny asks, are you going back to your roots to do some Unsolved Mysteries episodes again? Heck, yes, we are. There is going to be new um, Unsolved Mysteries starting on Netflix mid-October. Yeah. Our coverage of those episodes is going to start November 1st, baby. Yeah. And look, October, I think, 18th is when the yes. first three episodes come out. You can't tell me these chuckleheads aren't going to be on Instagram in yep. the stories. Yep. Talking about things. and Because once they come out, we have to quickly figure out what, what of these episodes are we doing first. Well, what you're also going to love is, is that that day I have a voice record, so I can't do anything during that time. Then I have a dentist appointment. But guess what? At my dentist, there's a Netflix, there's TV with Netflix, and they give you hey. headphones. And I'm going to be like, I have a specific program I need you to put on for me. <laughs> Thank you so much for program. You're very welcome. Yeah. Um. Oh, here's a good one. Philippa L., did you have a long-term plan for the pod when you first started, or had you not thought further that the uns than the Unsolved Mysteries episodes? Did you plan for the different series and the merch and all those things, or was it just an organic growth? I mean, I think it was pretty legitimately organic. Yes, because uh, we did the first, um, on your other podcast, we did the first Unsolved Mysteries, and then we were like, well, we got to keep going, because they had yeah. already come out in like, june or july and we started recording in like august early september ish um and then new ones came out that october so it was like as soon as one episode was done then we had the ones from october but then we were like well we're gonna run out yeah so then what do we do and we're like well we could just go into true crime and then it was trying to decide like are we gonna do another season are we gonna change it to something else when 
they have, whenever they make more, because it was long enough ago, we had no idea. If they make more, do we then do another season of Unsolved Mysteries? We've decided, shove it into season four. <laughs> yeah. Season four, more, more, more. Um, and I think it was uh, uh, the dear Ben Feldman, who was like, you should do Famous Fatalities. Yeah. He or said, at least yes. call it. I think he might have suggested the title or something similar. It was my title, there believe it, it or not. So sorry. But he, but no, no, no. But he did suggest, he was like, you should do famous cases, like like famous famous deaths or famous cases and stuff like that. It yeah. was his idea. Yeah. And we were like, oh, no, no. So yeah, season one was technically the Unsolved Mysteries edition. Season yeah. two was Famous Fatalities edition. Yeah. Season three was Whatever We Damn Well Choose, <laughs> hodgepodge. Yeah. And season four is the same. Um so yeah, like, and in terms of the merch, that was, I had no plan for that. Trust me, I had no plan for that. Um, people started asking for it fairly early on. And we had have a, like a couple things made, but but we would only make like, I think like there was an early shirt that I made like six of and we gave away some of those. Yeah. Um, but again, it was with a different, a different place than even I had these ones we're wearing right now made. Right. Uh, and then I, and that's when I just embarked on my e-commerce business, which I never ever thought I would, mm -hmm. uh, and got, and got waist deep in uh, opening a small business. Uh, which again, it was it was after I was about halfway through learning how to do it that I realized this is more than I <laughs> bargained <laughs> for. Um, but yeah, no, it just kind of all came as it was. Again, we didn't have a plan for Patreon, and then it was like there was people kept asking and wanting more and wanting more content, wanting Patreon. Great. Like we really did just kind of go as, as, as you all guided us. <laughs> yeah. We went with, right. Like it was like, if people want it, then we'll do it. If people keep asking, then we'll do it. So, um, yeah, it was really an organic kind of thing. Yeah. It was, let's just give it a try. See what yeah. happens. And then it got to a point of, okay, well, we're super into this. We got to come yeah. up with something to keep it going and keep things. And then next thing you know, it's like, yeah, anything. Are you guys going to start selling shirts? And we're like, oh, shit, I guess we got to look into merch. And are you guys going to do Patreon? And what the heck is Patreon? So then we looked into that. And it's just been uh, just following where we get the mo where we get the loudest shouts about things we go oh should we do that all right and then we yeah. just go with it absolutely yeah oh okay i like this because i automatically uh have an answer and i don't think we've ever talked about it on the show uh mary beth asks uh have you ever had a celebrity reach out that you spoke about that were either happy for the shout out or mad because they suck and you called them out. <laughs> um, unless you can think of another one. The one that instantly comes to mind uh, after doing the Anna Nicole Smith episode, Larry Burkhead tweeted to us. He did. And we both died. We did. I'm so glad that Twitter has it as the timestamp so you know our time of death. <laughs> yeah. And it was just no, like that would have been like a meme at us. Yeah. And it was just like we did not tag him in any way. Mm -mm. He responded no, he, on a promo, I think, for the episode or something. Yeah, he must have like a maybe he has like a Google alert set for her name or something. That's possible. That is possible. 
And then I I remember like immediately texting Christy and being like, we don't say anything bad about him, right? Like, I don't feel like there was anything negative to say about Larry. There really isn't, though. Like he no. he in in that story, he does not he, his his role in that story is like pretty clean. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like, oh, he did he, nothing wrong in that story. He really did nothing wrong. And he really has like stepped up and and uh, raised that child in in a what seems to be by all intents and purposes a, a beautiful way. So, um, yeah, that was the one that came to mind for me too, which I loved so much. I was like, that's so sweet. I think any of the other any other celebrities are just literal friends of mine who listen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that we've had anyone else reach out to us. Um, yeah, Dave Grohl has not. If if not that's, as if of that's yet. what you're asking, not uh, as of yet. No, Dave Grohl and he, Matt LeBlanc. Have not listened, or yet. Chris Evans, which again, Chris Evans, we were getting a lot of lot of fan stuff, fan art and stuff with him too, but still <laughs> nothing, still nothing. And I appreciate all the people who were who were tagging him and everything. That's also helpful. But you know what? Never say never. Never yeah. say die. Never say die. Um, I will also say though that uh, on Facebook, the the niece of Will Hendrick listened to the episode and and yeah. wrote uh, a, a lovely comment actually on on a post um, about that. And that was an interesting moment because it's somebody who is direct, not a celebrity per se, but somebody who's directly connected to a case. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, then you're like, oh my gosh, how's this going to be? This is a family member. Um, but she yeah. actually had really lovely feedback and that was that was amazing. I was like, oh my gosh, what, a, what an honor to have someone... Um, be be very positive about our coverage, which was uh, a yeah. yeah. I was very um, humbled to read that. Um, okay. Um, Alex V, what would you say is the crime that got you interested in true crime? I think for me, it's definitely it was Paul Bernardo and Carla Hamolka sure. growing up in Canada. Sure, they're known in the states as the. Uh, Ken and Barbie killers, I think, or people, many people know them that way. Right. Um, in Canada, there was actually a media ban at the time, and we were kids at the time, so there wasn't a lot of information publicly, but there was like, it was such a buzzword, if that makes sense. Sure. And the pictures of the the, the women who had been killed, and I think it was because there was so much secrecy about it. Like there was so many details that hadn't come out. I think it just really drew me in. And then it was Unsolved Mysteries. Those were the two things for me. And again, we've talked about this before on the show that both of us, not, we weren't living in the same house, obviously, but both of us at a very way too young age would would sneak off and watch Unsolved Mysteries, which was far too scary for what we should have been consuming at the time. Um, so yeah. And then I got into 2020 when I was too young too. And that wasn't all true crime at that time, but I would I would watch 2020 when I was like seven, eight years old. Yeah. I loved 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm an old lady. Always have been. Look, I find it charming as hell. I really do. Um, for me, I was watching Unsolved Mysteries when it first aired in like 86 or 87 or something when I was like six years old. And it's like Same. <laughs> where were where were my adults? First of all, no, I'm not blaming them. Um, But it's just, I don't know what the fascination was, but I was drawn in um, partially out of fear of Robert Stack. Um, He demands attention when he speaks, I find. Um, But I, I was super into it. 
I don't know why. And then in 1991, a little boy named Michael Dunahy went missing from Victoria, BC. And that was huge. Obviously, a young child going missing. Um, it was everywhere. And that was my moment where I went, oh, shit. So Unsolved Mysteries was real because I just thought it was a f just a TV show. I didn't realize it was actual people. Right. And then once I heard about this, I was like, I had no idea that stuff really happened. And instead of freaking me out, it just fascinated me more than anything. Um, but I do remember, oh, God, I don't know. I also got super, super into uh, Rescue 911. Same. Um, there was a specific episode I remember of a kid who would sit on a chair in their dining room and lean back on the back legs. And I used to do that all the time. And the kid leaned back and went through their sliding glass door. And I remember my mother turned to me and went, see why you shouldn't do that? And I was like, but we don't have a glass door there. Okay. Uh, but I'm like, understood. And I've never leaned back in a chair since. Um, but to this day, I can't remember if it was Rescue 911 or if it was Unsolved Mysteries or maybe it was something else. But there was an episode that scared me to my core and I can still see it in my head. And I, when we, when we talked about potentially doing older Unsolved Mysteries episodes, I'm like, I have to make sure I don't stumble upon that because it broke me. All I remember, like, I wish I could remember a name or something to like look at the case but I just remember it was a teenage boy, like maybe like 15, 16, and he was on a street corner and some guys in a van pulled up, shoved him in the back of the van and strangled the kid with his own hoodie. And that mentally fucked me so hard. I was like, oh, that's the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. So when we first mentioned Unsolved Mysteries, I was like, but we can't do that episode. And she's like, I don't know what episode that is. <laughs> Like, oh, I don't know what it is. And that's the thing. It it might not have been Unsolved Mysteries. It could have been another show. And it was just the reenactment. Who knows? It could have been a movie. I'm fairly certain it was a real case. And I've tried Googling just to find out what it is so I know what to avoid. But I've had no luck finding it. And I don't want to find it. I just want to know the name so that I can avoid it. Because that, that messed with me pretty hard. I also want people to know, I immediately started laughing when she mentioned that, and it wasn't at that concept or of that course. content. It's just because I've heard this so many times and I know how deeply it bothers her. Mm -hmm. And I know that that shouldn't make me laugh. It's not yeah. that. It's just more that it's like, it, it was like, the, it was a laugh of recognition is my point. Yes. I was like, oh, of course. That was what that, that was. Yeah. Anyway. And I was maybe, maybe 10 at the time, maybe a little bit younger-ish, I don't know. But it's like, that's been rattling around in me for 30 years. You know what's interesting? The episode of Rescue 911 that scarred me yeah. was about a kid that ran through a glass door and the glass got lodged in his heart. So it's interesting that we both interesting. had... Yeah. I mean, it makes sense why we're so careful around glass. It sure is. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, oh, was this me? The next one is me, right? Yep. Okay. Oh, I like this one. Not that I don't love them all. Mm -hmm. um, Katie P. asks, what type of episode do you both prefer? A murder mystery? A paranormal phenomenon? A gang heist scenario? A missing person? 
or a throwback to an old case or something brand new? For me, if if I'm hosting and Christie's researching, I prefer it to be unsolved. Sure. Because I like the discourse that we'll have and I like us trying to like put the puzzle together, yeah. figuring it out. The last one that we just did, Charles Morgan, that oh. one was like, it was so confounding. And I really, um, again, it's h- tough to say you enjoy something because we're talking about a death. But again, like that I really enjoyed. I enjoyed that kind of back and forth. If I'm researching, I do prefer something that is solved. And this is for my own anxiety issues because sure. and, and my ADHD because – if it's unsolved, what I've learned about myself is that it sounds like I'm making a joke, but I'm not. Like, I I do obsess. Like, I do hyper-focus. And then I – it's very difficult for me to stop. It's, it's, it's like, almost crippling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. So if there's a – so for me, researching, it's easier for me to research something that has an end because it has an end, <laughs> if that makes oh. sense. Oh, 100%. Because yeah. when it's unsolved, the possibilities are endless of where and you could potentially yes. take it. And at some point, you just gotta you gotta put a stop to it because it can go for hours and hours. And while yes, having a three hour episode is great, um, spending eighty hours in a week trying to make that episode, it's like it's also incredibly unhealthy and it's nice to have breaks and do things outside of work, which becomes difficult when you work in your home because then there's no separation. Um, Especially when I tend to, a lot of my research is done in my living room, sitting on my couch. Um, I'll say it this morning. I got up and I started a documentary for the next episode in bed with my cats. I got out of bed, sent the kids to school, got back in bed and just adjusted the bed comfortably, and the cats and I watched uh, a documentary, and my husband had to close the door to his office because I kept going, oh, fuck off, because I'm telling you, <laughs> it's madness. And there, and then I have I spent a solid 10 minutes prior to this record telling him everything about the documentary and him just being lovely and going, oh, okay, mm-hmm. No kidding. And me being like, but then this fucker, and I'm like getting so serious. Like, this is the life he leads, where he's just like, yep, tell me all about it. Can't wait. And he just puts up with it. But I'm like, I have to tell you this because it's driving me insane because I'm already screaming about this. And so, and this one is technically unsolved. So it's just, if it's unsolved, it's like, it could just, you could go, you could go in a thousand different directions. Whereas when it's solved, you at least know your point A to B. Yeah. And I so still I go it. in a million different directions and hyper-focus and spend yes. too much time. Don't get yes. me wrong. But but the unsolved, like, yeah, it's it unravels me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. That. It's great. But you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying if I had a preference, that's all. Yes. I'm not saying I'll never do it. You know what I mean. Yes. Oh, I get it. I mean, I, I think for me, um, I do love the unsolved – just for the sake of, I like I like p- figuring out a puzzle. Uh, that Charles Morgan one broke me in a way <laughs> mentally. Yeah, I was unwell yeah. that week, so that didn't help. Uh, especially when it was like, "Hey, Christy, how familiar are you with the Bible?" And I'm like, "Ha ha, I'm not." And that that then became a whole thing. 
Um, but I like, I like a puzzle that I can try and figure out. Um, but if I'm going to say it, God, I love a heist. Yeah, I, I like you a do. heist. You come where alive. Nobody, nobody dies. The only thing that happens, a bank or a museum is out some money. An insurance company, rather, is out some money. Yep. I And I like those. And I have one in mind that I might do again, that I was going to do. And then Unsolved Mysteries was like, hey, guess what? <laughs> and so I've had to push that a little bit. Um, but I am chomping at the bit to get to those Unsolved Mysteries episodes. I'm like, is there a way you can get them to us early? Because... We should try and ask. I would... I'm 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 dying for it. I want those. I, I want to see what they've got because we know titles, but we don't know what the cases are based on those titles. So who knows? Yeah. What if it's one we've already done? Then I'll be crushed well, and be like, well, I guess we're not doing <laughs> that one. But there's still there's nine options. So I'm sure we'll do at least eight. Oh, yeah. We'll have to see. Yeah. Well, listen, let's just uh, do another a couple more here quickly. Jen B says, have you heard of the Adnan Saeed case? And what are your thoughts on his conviction being vacated? Of course. Listen, yeah, I devoured Serial when it first came out, that season of Serial. And here's the thing. I, I have many thoughts on this. I'll say very, very quickly. People have asked us if we're going to cover that case on the on the show. Yes. And my position has always been no. And I'm going to tell you why. That podcast, in my opinion was one of the first real true crime podcasts. Yeah. And the entire season was devoted to that case. And it was phenomenal. And to me, it just doesn't feel right. Um, I think in order to cover that case, we would have to listen to that podcast. We obviously lis listen to it over again. And, and Christy has often taken the tact where she doesn't listen to other podcasts' coverage of cases because that's their research. Yeah. And this is ours. And I really respect that. And I think that that's um, not that we've ever had an official talk about it. I guess I'm doing this now publicly. But but I think that that's actually like a really kind of for us and who we are. Again, like I was talking earlier about intention. It's like that's not our intention. Our intention is not just to regurgitate what someone else's work was. Right. We We do our own work. And then you can... You know, listen to a bunch and 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 compare and contrast as you want to do privately. We don't need to know. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So to me, that one is just such a work of art and is so vast. I just feel like it's it's just not um, it's just not something to touch. And I will further say, however, uh, my thoughts on his conviction being vacated, I don't think he ever should have been convicted originally, regardless of whether or not he is truly guilty or innocent. I don't think that there, well, no, there wasn't enough in evidence. I know enough now, having done this podcast for going on two years, Sure, um, there was not enough evidence for that conviction, in my opinion, and I think in, in, the, in the opinion of most courts. So I don't think he should have been there. Again, reasonable doubt. Um, I don't think he should have been convicted to begin with. I am shocked that they overturned it. I, I think it is the right thing to do because, again, there wasn't, there wasn't the evidence. There wasn't, there was reasonable doubt, right. um, and so I do think that it was the right thing. But anyway, I don't know if you have an opinion on that or not because I, 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 uh, you know, uh, I'm very passionate about all of, of course, <laughs> this, which is why I wanted to answer it. Yes, but yeah, that's that's kind of my thought on both of those things. Right. And again, I think that you know, racism is a big part of it. I think that there's a lot of layers there. You know. Oh yes, I mean, 
we, from the, the second that the court case came out, like the second that they were done and they had said, yes, it's being overturned, we were flooded with yes. comments and messages asking, are we going to do this as a case? What are our thoughts? That sort of thing. Um, I'll say it. People won't like it, but I'm going to say it. I never, I never listened to Serial. Um, at the time, like the first podcast I ever listened to was yours. Because I'm like, of course I'm going to listen to her podcast and I'll listen to any podcast. She's on that kind of thing. Um, so I did not know much of it at the time, but I agree with you. I think the right call was made that it's been overturned. I have heard that her, the, the victim's brother is trying to appeal, unfortunately. Um, but I mean, he has his beliefs of uh, who he thinks murdered his sister, but I think the right call was made in the end. And I just think, to your point, there is just so much there. I I just don't know how we could do that in a succinct episode. Well, and again, when it was done, when it was done so beautifully and so, sure. you know, so well, again, I feel like it was one of the original... And I know there was other true crime podcasts, but that one I think was the one that like put true crime podcasting, that and Dirty John to me were the sure. two that was like, it blew up the genre. You know what I mean? And they're, again, they're long form. So it's an entire season about one story. Right. Um, yeah. To me, I just feel like it's like, it's kind of like saying, should we remake The Godfather? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, no, we we shouldn't. And I know that they're doing some other Godfather show and I can't even talk about it. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, but again, and listen, there was a quote I can't remember what episode it was because uh, that we did because they all run together. But there was a quote that somebody said in something at some point. This is not great, <laughs> a great setup, but it was someone in law enforcement or maybe a lawyer. I don't mm -hmm. know. But basically it was, it doesn't matter what's true or false. It's what I can prove in court. Yeah. And yeah, that's that is it. Right? I can't. It was, it was this year. It was definitely this year. Yeah. But but that is it. And 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 I'm not being glib. It is important that we have a system that is equal and just for everybody. You know what I'm saying? And so again, using the system that is being used for everybody by this by that system, he should yeah. not have been convicted in the first place. Period. It, it, I mean, it's, I don't even feel like I need to say it's my opinion because again, it's like when you look at it, it's like no, he there wasn't enough there. There was reasonable doubt. But I understand also that when we have a court of our peers, when it's a jury, blah blah blah. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway. We shall see whether there will be more that comes in that case. But listen, yeah. it's time for us to take a break. This has just been such a ball. My yeah. God. I'm prattling on over here I, uh, like a pig in shit. Um, <laughs> so everybody, grab another drink, hit the can, and we'll be right back on the 100th episode anniversary extravaganza of True Crime and Cocktails. Ah. <sighs> The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. 
Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Uh, hello, everybody. My name is Larry Bird, and this here is my brother, Bert. I'm Bert. Uh, of course, I am no relation to the basketball player. I am a used car salesman, uh, long here with my brother, and also a true crime podcast enthusiast. Uh, a few months ago, we did make a couple of commercials for the gals here at True Crime of Cocktails. Uh, yeah. We heard that, that some of you were uh, were fans of those. For that, we say thank you very much, very humbly. Uh, and then we were told that there's this 100th anniversary happening, uh, 100th, uh, or 100th episode, I should say. They haven't yeah. been doing it for a hundred years, <laughs> but it feels like that they have to them though. Um, but we heard that you know some of some of you had sent in questions for us, so we thought we'd come over and make an appearance here and uh, answer those questions and whatnot. And we're we're very happy to be guesting on our favorite podcast. Yeah. Well, I think the podcast we do is our favorite. That is true. We do have our own podcast. We started very recently. It's called True Crime and Cocktails 2. Yeah. Uh, we do that over on Patreon there. Um, you know, there's no kind of real regularity with which we release episodes. We've released two so far over there. Uh, it's mostly just because it takes us a very long time to figure out how to turn on the computer, how to get it recording. All of the kind of steps involved in podcasting. Yeah, it takes time. And yeah. I, I need absolute silence when we record. Yeah. Ma gets too loud with her stories. Yeah, uh, Bert has been living with our mother uh, since the start of the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, obviously. More uh, like she's living with me. Well, it is her house, Bert, but I, I get it. I, you know, I get what you're saying. You're an independent guy. Uh, yeah. But I do know that the, the sound has been an issue for you. I do know that that is true. Mostly on date nights. Your Hers date not night? mine. Okay. Wow. I didn't realize that Ma was having regular date nights over there. If, if I had to describe it, I'd say with shocking regularity. Wowzer. Shocking regularity. If she keeps it up, she's going to break her hip again. Oh, and we can't afford that. You know, she, her, her health insurance lapsed, and that's a whole other story. I'm going to have to sell a lot more cars if she gets her back blown out and ends up blowing out a hip in the process. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. I mean, what? Is she dating one guy or multiple guys, Bert? It's I, I try not to meet them. Yeah. Because they won't let me call them dad and it gets weird. 
So You're trying to call him dad. Wow. Okay. Okay. I maybe need to be more present over at the home. That's what I'm kind of learning yeah. as the older brother. I think I, you know, I maybe need to be more present over there. I need to be maybe shaking these guys' hands, looking them in the eye, you know, maybe asking them flat out questions, you know, what's your intentions here with my mother? You know, that kind of you, thing. Uh, you can look men in the eye. Yeah, Bert, you can. No. All oh, right. Yeah, you got that thing. Bert went through a bit of a trauma as a young one, and uh, he's got some uh, he's got some trauma that we're unpacking. But we're doing it together with a licensed professional. We're very pro yeah. mental health. Yeah. Very. Ma! Woman at her hospital stories. Oh, she loves them. Only TV she'll watch. General Hospital, ER, Chicago Hope, uh, The Grey's Anatomies. Every that, day, all day. Yeah, I know. Yeah, she got a, she's got a type. She's definitely got a type of show. But yeah, you know what, Bert? You send me a textual message the next time she has one of these guys over. I'll come over there. I'll look him in the eye for both of us, and I'll say, if you want to bone our mother, you're going to have to let my baby brother call you dad. You know? It's the least they can do. It's the least they can do. These guys coming over there thinking they own the place. That's a beautiful home. That is that is original wood paneling in that home. Never been replaced. Nope. Never been replaced. Nope. Uh, but listen... We've had our uh, first therapy session together as brothers, and we've never been. I feel like our bond's never been stronger. What do you What do you feel? I I feel if we keep going, yeah, I might look someone else in the eye. And, and then I'm gonna feel like I really did something in this life, because you know I may have failed as a husband, I may have failed as a as a notary. I may have failed as a volunteer firefighter. Don't forget the pottery class. May have failed as a potter also. But if I can go to my deathbed, knowing that I made the difference in the life of my baby brother. Yeah. That's it. That's worth the weight in gold, Bert. That's all I've ever wanted, you know? That's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> So sorry. No, if we learned anything in that session, it's you're supposed to let it out. Yes. Yep. Yes. You can't you can't can it up inside like it's soup, Bert. You can't can your feelings like a soup. No, let it boil. Hey buddy, let it boil. Put it in the pot. Put it in the pot. Let it boil. Let it boil over if it needs to, buddy. Minestrone, tomato, yep. Yep. chicken noodle, yep. bone broth. There it is. Yep. There it is. I like you working your steps, buddy. Yep. Makes me proud. Makes me GD proud. It centers me to list soups. He loves a list. Yeah. Loves a list. Yeah. Well, listen, why don't we get into it? I know that we were sent some questions. Yeah. 
uh, from the listeners of the True Crime and Cocktails. Yeah. Our favorite podcast. We love to listen to it. Now, I only listen to the first 30 minutes. I don't uh, don't list past personally. No. I hope that they don't hear this because I would feel bad if they if they knew that. You know, we were promoting the show and we've all I mean, I've only ever listened to a third of it. You know, I I'm on I'm uncomfortable with the true crime. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't allow me to sleep at night. Yeah. I get that. And so I just, I respond to their relationship. Yeah. And yeah, I hope they don't hear this because I know if you only listen to a portion of their program, I know they don't want to know. They have said that so many times. And I want to respect their boundaries. So we will not talk about the portions of the program we do not listen to anymore. But that that off the top. Love it. Love it. They won an award for that, didn't they? They won an award, yes, for hosts, for hosting. For that stuff off the top. Yep. The idea that we're living in the same lifetime as those GD goddesses. Two legends. Two legends over there. Yep. They remind us of us. To me. I, uh... I wish I knew they were asking for questions. Yeah. Because I'd just like to know. What's their favorite soup? I'd like to know. I I know you would, buddy. I know you would. I'd put that Blanche. In a blended minestrone so it's nice and smooth. Okay. Now you're telling me you're going to submerge her in that woman's bath water. Oh boy. Okay. This is this is escalated. This is escalated. Okay. We didn't bring up Blanche in, in our session. In it. Yeah, I've, yep. I got it written down, but don't you worry. It's it's on the list. It's on the list of things we got to talk about with the doc. Don't you worry about that. Yeah. yeah. But that's nice. I like that idea. You'll, you'll pour in a nice bath for Blanche. Yeah. And I don't really want to think further than that. I'm going to leave that for you and, and your, your noodle. Oh, Chicken noodle. I walked right into that. Didn't even think about it. Okay. So. Uh, you want the questions? Yeah, I don't know. Is Do that we have- the paper that you sent to me with names on it? Yeah, I think so. Isn't it? I don't know. What I have I one that. here that says Ryan. Okay. She asks. Okay. What are some of Bert and Larry's favorite movies? Oh, good question. Yeah. Good question. Now, we did watch the one. Uh, what's the one with the lady and she shows everybody her cooter? You know. Rewind she and her- play, rewind and play, rewind and play. Yeah, what is that movie? Remember? Sharon's got some stones. Sharon Stone, yeah. What's the name of the movie, though? Ah, oh, that's killing me. We love that as kids. 
is the yeah. point. We, we watched that a lot as young young men. That was a kind of a formative experience for us. Ma used it as a babysitter and just used to put that on. Yeah. She was gone once for three days and we didn't notice. Fatal attraction. No. Was it? Is that speed? No, no, no. Speed's about she the drug high trade. on something? Yeah. It's about a, it's about a amphetamine thing. Yeah. Oh. I think that Benicio del Toro is in that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, some of my other favorite movies would have to be uh, The Graduate. Yeah. I always liked that one. Yeah. I've always felt like I kind of am a young Dustin Hoffman. I would go so far as to say. Yeah. Dustin Hoffman is an old Bert. Old Lair. Sorry, yeah. I forgot which one we were. That's okay. It happens. I have it written down so I don't forget it. Uh, it does other, explain the tattoo. Yeah. Others of my favorite movies, Top Gun, classic. Yeah. What's Eating Gilbert? Great. Always liked that one. Yeah. Cry like a baby in it. Love that one. And then Carlito's Way. Okay. That would probably be my other favorite movie. Yeah. I like that for you. Yeah. What about you? Number one, Splash. Of course. Number two, Twins. Okay. Number three, Kindergarten Cop. Okay. Number four, Back to the Future. Right. Number five, Die Hard's one, three, and five. Only the odd numbers. I, I have a thing about numbers. Yeah. Uh, and then rounding that off with Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Meryl Streep was, uh, she was electric. She's on the Burt list, isn't she? She is. Yeah. She is. I figured Five minutes, Meryl. And maybe a tomato. Oh, am I pitting women with... The soup that would go best with them? It's kind of like a wine pairing. Yeah. I like that for you. Oh, I love to see that bird. Oh, I love him to talk about ladies and like their soups. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ready for the next one? I'm here and I'm ready, buddy. Allison. Okay. Now... Based on her question. Okay. Allison might be asking you out, Lair. Oh. Allison's oh. question. How often does Larry get lucky? <laughs> wow. Wow, getting real up close and personal there, Allison. Well, listen. She should be so lucky. I uh, I have been I have been separated from my dear wife Donna for six years now. So, uh, you know, prior to that, I was married to her for how long were we married, Bert? I can never remember. Twelve years, was it? I think it was twelve. I think that sounds right. So, 
Uh, I would say the last time I got lucky was roughly 17 years ago. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't love that for you. You know, um, I, uh, I never, uh, it was for me, I just really loved, uh, the, the companionship. Yeah. Uh, from Donna, you know, we, we were hot and heavy in the beginning. Absolutely. Absolutely. We were, it faded quick, faded quick, but you know, again, that was never uh, about that for me. Um, but I guess to answer Allison's question, the only times I'm getting lucky is when I'm winning a $5 on a lottery ticket. If I'm being honest, it's been some time, been some time. Should we, should I tell Allison you're available? Is it I too mean, soon? It, I, I think I need a little bit more time. It's only been six years since the split. So I will definitely make an announcement publicly when I am ready to date again. That's a promise I make. Uh, and I appreciate it. It's very flattering, Allison. Thank you very much. Uh, but yes, as of right now, I am not on the market. I did recently try out Tindler. Did not go well for me. The first person I saw come up was my wife, ex-wife Donna. And that was a real slap in the face. <laughs> I'm not in a good way. No, no. So, yeah, until further notice... Uh, Larry Bird is still going to be single, but not looking. Larry Bird is on the bench. Yeah. I will let you know when it's time for me to go into the game. Yeah. They should be so lucky. Thank you, Bert. Okay. Thank here. you. I got another question for you. This is going to oh. put you in the right mood. Okay, I'm ready. Amanda asks. Okay, Amanda, yeah. Larry. Okay. What songs are on your album? And which is your favorite? Oh, my word. Okay. All right. Well, for those who don't know, I do have an album of original songs. Um, I, I can pull here. I'm just pulling up. This is the album cover here. Harry Bird around the bend. So, of course... There is the titular track around the bend. Yeah. Uh, then, of course, we have, oh, I'd love to see that, Bert. That was my first single from the album. That was, of course, written about my baby brother, Bert. Uh, and uh, his uh, very long-standing crush on Goldie Hawn. Yeah. Then, of course, I have a song called A Girl Named Vanessa. Yeah. Vanessa. I never met another girl like Vanessa. She was actually a gal that I dated in kindergarten. Yeah. Uh, okay, the rest of the album tracks are Caught Me Red-Handed, Naked as a Jaybird, Rocky Mountain Lie, Lost and Flounder, I'm Dreaming of a Hot Dog, I think that one's my favorite. The Ballad of a Barber Named Troy Davis. D-O-N-N-A. And then, of course, Just a Hot Dog Dreaming of a Bun. 
No, again, I like a lot of the songs on there, obviously. And I, it, they have to be top-notch, top-notch in order for me to put it on the album. Yeah. But if I had to choose, it is a tie. I really do. My, one of my favorites, of course, is Love That for Bert because it's close to me, my baby brother. I always yeah. want the best for him. He's very important to me. But if I had to choose another, yeah, it would probably be I'm Dreaming of a Hot Dog. Because to me, that's mm-hmm. something that everybody on this planet can probably relate to. There's been a time where you've thought to yourself, oh, my God, could I go for a hot dog? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh, and- I also can't help but notice you shortened the title, D-O-N-N-A, from mm-hmm. the original, of course. Mm-hmm. D-O-N-N-A spells trouble. Yeah, that is in brackets there. Oh, D-O-N-N-A okay. spells yep. trouble. I'm sorry, you're right. You are right, yeah. Yeah, you are right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, I think uh, I think also, of course, Lost and Flounder, also a classic. I mean, it's it's yeah. so hard to choose, but yeah, dreaming. I'm dreaming of a hot dog for me. It's got a. It's just a very. It's got a little. It's a little bit peppy. You know what I mean? It's like I am yeah. dreaming of a hot dog. I'd like to have a snack. I don't care if it's processed meat. I don't care about heart attack. I'm dreaming of a hot dog. I want one for myself. I'm gonna do it right now. I'm gonna take it off the shelf. Then I do do about it like a. A six to seven minute mouth trumpet solo, you know, because I did work on the mouth trumpet for the album. Of course. Um, I'm dreaming of a hot dog. It's just, it gets in there, you know, it's kind of like a, one of those brain earworms, that kind of thing. It's like uh, if I close my eyes. Yeah. It's like Janis Joplin's still here. Wow. Thank you, Burke. That is probably one of the nicest compliments I've ever heard. As a middle-aged man, I have always wished to be compared to Janis Joplin. That has been my touchstone always. So I thank you for that. I thank you. <laughs> see, that's why my favorite song is I love to see that for Burke because we love to see these things for each other, you know? Yeah. That's, I think, why we love the true crime and cocktails so much. We respond to the yeah. to the relationship. Because for all we know, the entire thing is just them talking about their relationship. That's all we know. But we don't tell them that. We don't tell them. They don't want to know. They don't want to know. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, listen, is that it? Is there more questions? Well, I mean, that was it that came in. But. You got more. I like us answering questions. Yes, I, I also don't think you didn't get to answer the last two were just for me, so I like to ask you a couple things, you know? You you got something planned. You sent me something here as well. Yeah. You uh you know that late night guy. Oh, David Lesserman. No. Um Oh, the guy, him and I have the same name. Um Okay, oh, Jay Lemo. Um uh, the Colbert. Oh yes, yes, Steve Colbert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gentleman in the in the spectacles. Yes, he was. The, he does wear the glasses. Yes, the walking Harvard there. He, oh yeah, uh, Poindexter. Okay, Poindexter. Yeah. We get it. You're a smart man. Yep. Yeah. He uh, he asks, he asks a set number of questions. Oh okay. And I okay. thought, 
that could be a good time. Great. He's an attractive man. We're attractive men. I don't know why we can't do the same thing. Oh, I love to see this for us. Oh, I'd love to answer the Colbert's questions now. Yeah. Do you want me to go first? Okay. And ask him, do you? Do we, should we go back? Maybe we go back and forth. Or no, you do it. I don't know how he does it. You do it however you want to do it. Well, we can... uh, Do we do it fast? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to just go through all of them? Or do you want... We can ask every other one. You know I like the, the odds. Okay. I can ask the odds. You can ask the evens. And we'll both answer. Let's do it. Favorite sandwich? Hot ham and cheese. Hoagie. Nice. Okay, one thing that you own that you really should throw out. I do still have the condom that Pop gave me in the third grade. Mm, Yeah, too young. Shouldn't have done that. Uh, For me, I'd say it's a bag of old teeth. What's the scariest animal? Badger. Women. Oh, good answer. That's a good answer, Bert. Apples or oranges? If it's good enough for pirates, it's good enough for me. I say oranges. Oh, yeah. I fear scurvy. I say oranges as well. Have you ever asked someone for their autograph? Absolutely, yes. Don Knotts. I saw him in an airport once, and I said, Mr. Furley, will you sign this? And he went into character. It was the best moment of my life. Uh, I am more interested in numbers than in names. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'll collect asking. the numbers. Got you. I barely ask the names. I get that. What do you think happens to us when we die? I think we wake up in like a ball pit, except instead of balls... It's boobs. I guess that's okay. That's something you would like then. That's an afterlife that would be of interest to you. Yeah. I think maybe we go on and on. Like, I don't think that we know we die. I think that we're just spirits wandering around. You know, we could be dead now. We wouldn't know. You could be friends with a dead person. They may not know they're alive or dead. You know, that's what I kind of think. I don't, I don't know Bruce Willis. Yeah, not yet though. Not yet, you know. I didn't see that movie. Mm-mm. Me neither. Too scary. I don't <clears throat> like crimes. Mm. Favorite action movie? Uh, I would probably have to say... Oh, mm, that's tough for me. Maybe the Top Gun? Does that count? I think so. Okay. I you? think so. Uh, throw Mama from the Train. Uh, a lot of action. Yeah. Window or aisle? Aisle, because I want to be as far in that plane as possible. Yeah, and I take the window because I always give him the aisle. Favorite smell? Donna's armpits. Ma's eggplant parm. Oh, yeah. That's good, too. Very similar smells, to be honest. Yes. Very similar smells. Yes. 
Least favorite smell. Betrayal. I was going to say lies. That's what I was going to say. We're related. Makes sense. For a reason. For a reason. What is the most used app on your phone? I do not eat off of my phone. I never had an appetizer on my phone, so I don't know. I myself have a Nokia 3310. Okay. So the best I got is Snake, and I'm lucky for it. Okay. We don't need to talk about your junk, Bert. It's too much. It's too much. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Cats or dogs? I'm going to say dogs. Okay. I'm going to say cats. Look at us. Best of both worlds. Yeah. You can only get one song to listen to for the rest of your life. What is it? Uh, I'm dreaming of a hot dog. You? I'm going to say Jolene. Oh, nothing fires me up like when someone disrespects Dolly. Oh, of course. Of course. What number am I thinking of? 119. Yes! How did you know? Dolly Parton's birthday. Of course. All right. You, should I guess yours? Yeah. 23. 119. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I get it. oh, you were thinking of the same number I was thinking of. Okay, I got that wrong then. Describe the rest of your life in five words. Please, Donna, take me back. Bird Brothers Podcast Award. Wow! Wow, sir. Some to think about. Listen. It's been a GD pleasure for us to be here on the 100th episode of True Crime and Cocktails. We are OG fans. Um, such a pleasure. We appreciate all of you for your support. Uh, if you like this show, you can find more of us over on their, uh, the gals Patreon there. Patreon.com slash True Crime and Cocktails. There's a couple of our, of our podcast episodes over there. Um, okay, Bert, you want to say goodbye or something? Like into in into the microphone? Yeah, yeah. Or not. I mean whatever you whatever you think. Like like should I call you? Should you call me to say goodbye? Yeah. No, uh, I mean you can call me when we're done if you want. We can chat, but but I we just gotta say goodbye. But this is the end of our segment, so we gotta say goodbye oh, to the Yeah, yeah. I guess we're sending them to a break is the other point. So they're they're after this. There'll be a commercial or something and you can get a drink or whatever. But for now, we're signing off. Have a nice soup. I'm uh, I'm single. Okay. I am also single, but not looking. The Bird Brothers out! That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah.
CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back to the 100th episode of True Crime and Cocktails, an anniversary extravaganza. We are answering questions from you, our dear listeners, about the show, about the process, about true crime, and now about us. Yeah. Also, thank you to Bert and Larry for making an appearance on the show. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I should have mentioned that. Oh, I think thanks to Bert and Larry for having a slight breakdown in the middle of our show. Listen, you they're know? doing great. They're doing their best they can. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Where are we here? Okay. Here's, here's two one. Two brothers getting by. <laughs> two brothers getting by. All right. Hannah asks, uh, Christy, what is your earliest Blanche-like memory? <laughs> womb to tomb, baby. From womb to tomb, baby. Sorry. I'm fairly certain that was Brandy. Um, oh, God. My earliest. I mean... I've I've said it for years uh, because I thought as a child it was weird, or I thought as a child it wasn't anything different, and now as an adult I realize it's a weird thing. I never, ever went through a boys are gross phase, mm. ever. Like, it was never a thing. Um, and as sad as it is to say out loud, uh, for years until I was in my 20s, uh, my longest relationship was my boyfriend from kindergarten to grade two. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, it's <laughs> him and I, the love we had, like a story goes that the principal had to phone my home <laughs> and ask uh, the adults in charge of me, um, to ask me to stop kissing boys in the hallway. It wasn't boys uh It was that I was I was kissing my boyfriend. Innocent, like peck on the cheek sort of situation. I should hope so. <laughs> um and I s remember at some point in our relationship, I think it was probably around grade one, um, he had he was gonna invite me over for a sleepover. Like that was the plan. Like he was he was like, we're going to, you're going to come over and, you know, my friends sleep over. So why wouldn't you be able to come sleep over? I did not get an invite. His parents put an end to that and said no. Um, but I also have a very vivid memory of it was at maybe first or second grade. We were playing on the playground that was wooden because it was the 80s. Yeah. Um, and it had a, it had a, like a, a bridge connecting these two things. And it was a big group of us, mostly boys with a handful of girls in there. And they wanted, the boys wanted to like, we're going to be two separate things fighting each other and we have to go save the girls. And bless the girls that I was friends with at the time because they were like, well, we want to be knights. 
We don't want to just be damsels in distress, whatever. Blanche over here goes, oh, I I want to be saved. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, long story short, the other girls grew tired of the boys' shenanigans and left. And in the end, it was me having to go back and forth from one castle to the other because there was only one damsel to save. But you didn't I was hate it. living for it. I, <laughs> I, was, I was like six or seven and I was in my glory. Oh, my God. I loved it. I loved it. And it's when you get into your 20s and you're like, my longest relationship was when I was five. That really hits you hard. Now, I have two questions. Now, did you and this young gentleman ever officially break up or did you just drift? We just drifted. Got it. Um, I don't think the parents were looking to like keep us um, uh, in communication once I left. Um, I haven't really spoken to anybody from there after I moved. Oh, right. Because you moved. Um, That's right. That's right. Yeah. I moved years later. And there is a part of me that was like, if I had stayed, would him and I have dated in high school? And would it have been just like an automatic, well, we kind of ended up getting married because we've been dating since we were five. How cute. The point is, I did learn in later research (laughs) that he knocked a girl up in high school and I went, woo, dodged a bullet. (laughs) I like that you call it research and not exactly what it is, which is Facebook stalking, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I want to know. Well, here's the thing. He doesn't have Facebook. <laughs> but did I you learn it. it through other people's Facebooks? Here's the thing. He doesn't do social media. Uh-huh. And so he's not on a lot of people's radar. But when he wins a contest at the local co-op and co-op posts about him, then it's easy to find people in his life. <laughs> Who have Facebook? So you Look, answered my question, which is I was right. <laughs> the point is, it's just one of those, like, he, for me, growing up, he was like the ultimate boy crush that I was in love with for so long. And so it just kind of got to the point of like, I'm curious of how he turned out. Yeah, of course. And the answer is he became a very young father. And uh, I don't believe him and the mother were together very long. And I don't know what he's doing now. Right. But we wish him the best. (laughs) Wish him all the best, bud. All the best. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Things worked out as they should have, is my point. They tend to do that. They tend to do that. Yeah. Yeah. If I ever revisit, which I have not been there since... I don't know, since I was like eight. If I ever revisit, I am not going to go out of my way to try and see him again. <laughs> like, that's not... No, I, I don't think you I would. don't need to reconnect. Of I, course. I, I think the co-op helped me connect as much as I'm going to. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. All right. Am I keeping, keeping going or are we going back and forth? Oh, sorry. Um, no, I don't know. Back and forth. Um, Shannon K. Yes. Specifically wants to know what are Lauren's favorite episodes of the X-Files? Postmodern Prometheus. Number one, always. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Always will be. Mm -hmm. Uh, shout out to Bad Blood and Small Potatoes. 
There's a million more, but I've I've narrowed it to three for the purposes of what we're doing. I um, <laughs> I know. I mean, the question was for you because they know I don't. Uh, yeah. I I've never really partaken in the show. Mm-hmm. I only know one title, and that is Roland. Oh, Roland is a great episode too. You know what? That should be in my top three. How do you know Roland? Was it for me? I assume. Oh, I was obsessed yes. with that episode. Yes, you were. The actor, there's the specific actor in it. You were pretty blown away, and I'm fairly certain on a trip you made me watch it. Fuck, and I'm that so might be the only X Files episode I've ever seen. God, I was an intense teen. I wrote you really intense poetry, and also made you watch a man playing a mentally handicapped character. I'm really sorry. No, look, I've always loved your passion. God bless you. Yeah, that's why this works. Yeah. Um, yeah. As a newish listener, this is from Brandy. Yeah. I have been binging all the podcasts. So what I need to know is, where the hell did Christie's pants go in the Hootenanny episode? <laughs> a question we are all dying to know. Yeah. I mean, normally when I do drink, I don't uh, disrobe. It's not my style. <laughs> but there's something in the safety of the hootenanny yep. that I felt comfortable. But also, like, with all the lights that you have to have for, like, decent-ish lighting, um, it can get hot. It gets hot. And it gets it gets hot in this room because I have a – I'm in a room where I'm closed off. And so once I start drinking, the heat just gets to me and all of a sudden I'm so hot – and I guess in the moment, I just thought, I think I went to the bathroom partway through because once I crack that seal, I'm done for. But I think I went to the bathroom and then while I was in there, I'm like, it's too hot for pants. And I think I just left my pants in there. I think I just did not pull everything up. And then I came in here and was like, I just want you to know my pants are gone or something. Again, I barely remember Either of those hoot nannies. Yeah, for those who haven't listened to the holiday hoot nanny episodes, you're doing yourself a disservice because it's the one time that Christy gets drunker than me. It's yeah. rare and it's my yeah. favorite time of year. It really <laughs> is. I can't wait mm-hmm. for this year's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a good time. Yep. Oh, God. I mean, great question. Yep. Okay. So. Constance asks, Yes, how is Lauren doing with the new show? What's it called again? And when does it air? Thank you for asking. My new show is called Not Dead Yet. It will be airing on ABC and Hulu starting in January 2023. It stars myself, Gina Rodriguez, and Hannah Simone, who you know from The New Girl um, two angel humans that I just could not adore more. Um, it's going so well. It's just, it's so lovely. It honestly has just been such a, it's a delight. Um, I only have good things to report. I'm very excited for people to see it. It's a completely different character from Dina, which I'm really excited about. Um, I play a very rich, entitled, um, very impeccably dressed woman who I... It's, it's, yeah, it's a real departure. So I'm excited. I'm excited for people to see it. Not dead yet. I'm excited to see the outfits. Oh, 
designer clothes. It's a dream for me. Really is. I, I mean, I wore khakis and a, and a golf shirt for five of those six years. And then I wore one suit for the last season. So the fact that every episode I'm in a multitude of different designer outfits is chef's kiss. You've had this coming. Like it's been, it's been time. I feel like I, I didn't know I was manifesting this, but then I did somehow and I'm very here for it, you know? Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, Colin, I believe is how we pronounce that, asks, my question is for Christy and I'm wondering what's your career background and all that? Are you a journalist or writer? Oh, Colin, that is high praise. Um... No. Um, prior to doing the podcast, uh, I essentially uh, was a stay-at-home mom. I went to university uh, when my oldest was very, very young, and I decided I wanted um, to get some sort of degree or something that I could use to put towards some sort of job uh, for the sake of my child. Uh, you don't have to go to university to get a great job, people, just for uh, clarification's sake. Um, but I did all of it online, and I ended up with a Bachelor of Professional Arts degree, uh, which there are were people in my family who were not the most supportive, we'll say, <laughs> about getting that. Uh, I got teased quite horribly uh, for it. And then uh, it turns out a few years later, I started using it, uh, doing this show. Especially when at first I I felt like you weren't allowed to read doing a podcast. I felt like people wouldn't be able to see me reading. It, I felt like that for some reason was a no-no. So I did not do that at the beginning. And then it turned into it stresses me out too hard to pretend I'm not reading off a paper and to try and remember everything that I want to talk about. So that's how it morphed into I'm going to write everything down. But uh, I guess my background is I have a Bachelor of Professional Arts degree that I now use. There you go. In my thousands of words essays that I write every week. Yes. Yeah. Which seamlessly transitions into Marion's question. Hey. Christy, since you write a lot, and since we love your prose, has the idea of writing a book grown stronger? Oh, oh, I'm Marian, here for this. It has. I'm here it for has. This. Um, I've I've had so many ideas over the years that I've wanted to do. My big problem is the sake of time, and then when I am like, okay, I'm going to take a little bit of time to do it now, then it's it's narrowing down what idea do I want to focus on, because there are so many children's books. I've always wanted to do children's books that my own children could read um, and that then any potential future grandchildren, I'm in no hurry um, that they could read or whatever. Uh, but then I've also had moments of like, I would love like, you know, like preteen sort of like chapter books. And then I'm like, well, but I'd also have ideas of what I'd like to do for um, like adult nonfiction and I just need to narrow it in on an idea that I can like really focus on but yes every time I'm writing I'm like I do want to write something else and I just have to decide on what idea it is that I want to focus on really yeah yeah 
Absolutely. Oh, let's see. Oh, oh, I, I like where this one's headed. Liz E. Uh, asks Lauren, if you could play any role, past or future, what would it be? <clears throat> well, there's been a, a little bit of a online campaign that I've started for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you'd admit that you started it or not. I'm fine with it. Um, yeah. Well, because it started years ago, which is, if again, if you go back, if you do a Google, you can find all of this because I, I did this, uh, I did this. Twitter thread recently, um, long story short, too late, Mrs. White in Clue. It's the dream. Madeline White, uh, Madeline White, Madeline Kahn playing that role uh, was the reason I wanted to become an actor. I watched that movie hundreds of times as a child. I literally, I'm not kidding when I say, from the moment that it starts to the moment that it ends, I can say yeah. every word of that film. Um yeah. And so I, uh, yeah, that's the dream. And I heard years ago that Ryan Reynolds had bought the rights and he was trying to do this remake or reboot. And uh, long story short, there's a whole Twitter thread about this because I badly embarrassed myself. Well, I shouldn't say that. I <laughs> boldly uh, was in a meeting where I found out that the producer I was meeting with was also producing that project. And then I just turned the meeting into pitching myself to play Mrs. White quite aggressively. Mm -hmm. I followed it up with an email uh, with pieces of press in which I had spoken about how badly I want to play Mrs. White um, uh, from years prior. So anyway, then I just put an all call out on Twitter where I was like, Ryan Reynolds, like do a Canadian gal a favor here. Let's go. Like, let's do it. Entertainment Tonight Canada picked up the story. Again, it's all there on the internet. So... <laughs> I'm shameless, and I have no problem uh, putting it out there. The more traction we can get on that, the better. Listen, it's again, that's that's the dream. That has been the dream since before he was involved and that project even existed. I've always said that my number yeah. one dream would be to play that part in a remake of that movie. So, there you go. Oh, I'd love to see <laughs> that for you. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I'm at. I like uh, it. Do you want me to ask you another one? I've already forgotten where we're going. Oh, Randy yeah, sure. Ask me one more cut. and then we'll go to the next section. Sure. Okay. Alex asks, Yeah. I'm going through a breakup with a guy for the second time and it's no better than the first. Mm. Basically, how do I get over him? We have the same friend group, so I've been avoiding nights out knowing he'll be there. I have to see his friends in ev in school every day, and I'm convincing myself I'm a bad person and will never find better. Ooh, this is taking me back to my giving it up for less days, where I used to have people send me questions like this all the time, and we would talk about them. Um, yeah. Well, listen, here's the first thing. It, you're not a bad person, and... The concept of finding better or never finding better is something that I feel like is so human and that so many people can relate to, but it is a fallacy, is the good news. It is not real. Um, and it's a trick that our, our brains play on us when we're going through times of extreme emotion uh, because it's easier to want to hold on and alleviate ourselves of really sitting in that shit, that's an easier way to alleviate that than it is to accept that maybe this 
if this is, again, the second time you've broken up, especially too, maybe this just isn't it, you know? I don't, uh, I don't begin to, to be able to tell you how you can get over somebody or that it's going to be easy. The best advice that I can give, though, um, is as somebody who, who has spent so much time trying to avoid my feelings about those things is the best thing you can do is to just really sit in it. You really got to sit in it and it'll take as long as it's going to take. And unfortunately, there's no way to know. But what I can say is, is that when it does pass, the clouds do pass and it does get better. It always does. And even if it feels like that's impossible and I'm lying to you, I promise you I'm not. I've got years on you, I'm, I'm assuming. And uh, there's this is the other thing. Um, and this is a concept that, again, I've, I've only talked about in the past year, but like alleviating yourself of the pressure of trying to find someone or find someone better or any of those concepts, like that was the greatest gift I ever gave myself. I was just like, I'm just not even going to worry about it anymore. I'm just going to worry about me. Yeah. And it's really freeing. That's nice. It's really freeing. But I wish That's you all nice. the best. And I'm sorry you're going through this because I know how overwhelming those times are. Um, but yeah, sit in it, process it, and don't feel like you have to avoid nights out always just because he's going to be there. Um, you know, you deserve to have as much fun and go out to all those places just as much. Yes. Yeah. Oh, but it will well get better. Said. I promise you that. I promise you that. Um, Okay. What else we got here? So many questions. So many amazing questions. My God, what a gift in our lives. All right. Amy D asks, if you could live together anywhere in the world, where would it be? Disneyland. Yeah. I feel like that would be the dream. All I know is that there's going to be a lanai. Yes. And possibly yes. a wraparound porch. Because that's a new thing that Christy has been bringing up. And, and, and again, there's going to mm -hmm. be some man with, a, with an acoustic guitar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't look him in the eye while he's, oh, my God, am I Bert? Uh, I can't look him in the eye while he's, while he's playing. Um, I mean, that could just be because I had a man serenade me in a Boston pizza once uh, right. with an Avril Lavigne song. And I was uncomfortable yeah. The entire time. I get that. Uh, he was holding my hand. It was very obvious. Everybody was staring. I, no, no. Um, so if a man was playing an acoustic guitar, I, we can't look at each other. No. But, um, yeah, for some reason, that wraparound porch. Um, the idea of no snow is nice, but the idea of somewhere close enough, if we want to scoot up to the mountains and have a snowy Christmas... Oh, we're just yes. going to have a snowy cabin Christmas, which has been the dream, I think, for us for years. We've just logistically, it just has never yeah. uh, worked out. But uh, us in like a cabin over Christmas. Yep. Getting in there for just like a week. Someone brings baked goods. Like yep. it's just the whole thing. Uh, what a dream. What a dream. Well, the other thing that should be noted, too, is that I once said that I would be happy to uh, to, to be with Christy in an abattoir, um, uh, meaning uh, that it's, uh, it doesn't matter where we are. So that's the other answer, I think, to that question is, is that truthfully, yeah. if we could live together anywhere, it wouldn't matter to me. 
Wouldn't matter to me because thank God we'd just be together. Yeah. I mean, we did go through that phase where we were like, okay, so we get a house that's big enough. Yep. You get one side. I get the other. We can meet in the middle. Yep. We can just text and be like, hey, our stories are on. Yep. And then we meet in the middle with snacks. One of us just automatically comes in with the chips. Someone has dip and candy. And we're like, here we go. We're set. There was also a talk about like a big property with two houses on it that like share a backyard space. That also felt nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like sister wives, but without the problematic man. Yeah. Because if I, oh, I was deep into that sister wives, but I've never understood anybody wanting to be with that man. Um, I get that. Yeah, those women are better than he is. I'll say that. But yeah, uh, us having something large enough, it's called a compound. Yeah. Is nice. Compound without the cult. Yes. Uh, Just the ability to be able to see each other whenever without having to take multiple planes and plan it out in advance. That would be ideal. Yeah. Like just to be like, hey, nugs and target. And then we're like. Yes, please. Yep. And then we're like, we need something for the house. And then we're gone. Yep. You know? Exactly. For the houses. We need something for the compound. For the compound. Yeah. Oh, it would be a dream. It would be. It really would be. Oh. Oh, well. You know what? Yeah. Sydney H. Yep. She asks, what are your t- top three favorite things about each other? Wowzer. Only three? I know. (laughs) You're going to have to narrow it down. I guess so. Um, I think my top favorite, my top three favorite things about Christy are her generosity, her, uh, her willingness to always say yes. Um, uh, and then the other one, the third one would be that I know, um, I know that she, she's always in my corner, that she's always going to have my, she's going to see, see my side on anything. Yeah. I've told people for years, you could run someone over with your car (laughs) and I'll find a way to blame the person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing she could do that I would be like. I don't know. Yep. That's just that's just what it is. Yep. Um oh god, three things. Um uh well I'm gonna say, oh god, she has the biggest heart in the world. Oh bless. Um oh god, she is easily, uh easily the strongest person I have ever met. Uh the amount of bullshit she has had to wade through in time is I'll say it unfair um <laughs> thank and you so uh and she handles it so gracefully i always find um some of our texts are not graceful <laughs> but uh, she is uh publicly very graceful um yeah, about I things am. that i wouldn't be yeah um and you know oh god it's so hard to narrow it down um i'm gonna also say It doesn't matter what I say to her. I guess this is very similar to one of your answers, but it doesn't matter what I say. Um, She's just always going to be like, okay, yeah, great. And I could say like, 
Oh, God. You'll never guess. I went on this show and shit my pants. And she'll be like, let me list all the times I've shit my pants. <laughs> where, you know, where it's just always like, a, yeah. like, you know what? Not a big deal. It's fine. Everybody does it. Here's all the times I've done it. Yeah. Like it will, it's always make sure that I am not freaking out about something or that I am not like, oh, what a dummy. And then it's like, no, 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 no. Let me explain all the ways this is not you being a dummy. And then let me explain all the ways I've done the same thing. And I was a dummy. Yeah. Like that's kind of just, uh, just the beautiful, beautiful level of support, I guess I would say. Listen, ditto. Yeah. Ditto. That's a nice question. It's nice to have questions that just force us to say nice things. It is nice. About each other. It is nice. Not that we ever need to be forced to say nice things. No, no. No. They're just usually in cards. anyway. It's usually in a card. Yeah. (laughs) Amy A. asks, who would play each of you in your own made-for-TV movie? Oh. To be honest, I feel like I would want to play myself and I would probably force <laughs> Christy to play herself because I'd be like, no one knows you better than you. You of can course. do it. Of course. Well, you're going you're gonna to love this. Uh, I accept you playing yourself. Thank you. You're just going to have to play opposite Catherine Hahn. <laughs> <laughs> also fair. Also yeah. more than fair. I feel like she would get... Uh, she would get the energy. I think she would. Right. Yeah. You know, I think she would. I like that though. But if I, I had also, to choose who someone. Who would play us if, we, if it was older? Mm. Like I'd love to see us as like Lily Tomlin. Oh uh, yeah. Jane Fonda. Yeah. Um, or somebody with Goldie. I feel like Goldie Hawn could actually, could do me. Yeah. I actually think she could capture the chaos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh, that, what a romp. Yeah. Oh, what a romp. Okay, who could go with Goldie? I mean, not to go this far, but in Death Becomes Her, Goldie and Meryl make quite a team. I would like that. I would like that for you. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I would die. Yeah. I would die. Well, you would die honored. (laughs) I would. I would. Oh, my God. I mean, and death becomes her. What a romp. Oh, such a good one. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Okay. Serena asks... Who was your favorite much music VJ and why was it Rick the Temp? <laughs> <laughs> this is the one for the Canucks out there. Um, yeah. Loved Rick the Temp. It's it's amazing that in my brain he's still Rick the Temp. He's still like 19. Oh, yeah. You know, I did see a commercial he did not long ago where he is not 19 anymore. I bet. And it was a real shock to the system. I bet it was. I remember he got a full-time job. He was a full-time VJ. They still called him Rick the Temp. Yeah. I remember there's a whole bit about that in yeah. one of the interviews that we used to watch over and over again. It was probably an Age of Electric interview. I think someone was calling him Rick Easily. the full-time. Doesn't matter. Um, I would say that my my favorite, though, was Bill, Bill Wilichka. Of course. Yeah. 
With a shout out to Terry David Mulligan, because we have to. Oh, my God. He, uh, we watched uh, Mystery Alaska the other day, and Terry David Mulligan has a very brief cameo as a doctor. Come on. And I screamed louder for him coming on screen than anybody else. I love it. It's just who it is. Um, My favorite, of course, George Strombolopoulos. I learned how to spell his last name. Yeah, that's a problem. Like, what What was I going to do with that information? I truly believed at some point I would get near him and somehow he would be like, well, I'll know a real fan if they know how to spell my last name. And I'd, I'd be able to spell his last name. Why? <laughs> I love Why? that you were like, if there's a test, I'll win. That is so you, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, just, so we're clear. Mm. The vowels are o u o u o o u o, which sounds like oh. Um, that was your like approach. I, my approach. I had to practice. My approach was when Bill Wilichka was uh was VJing a much music video party, uh, dance oh, video yeah. party in Belleville. I approached and asked for an autograph and just batted my eyes. So we have different approaches. Your approach is a teen. I'll memorize how to spell his last name and prove my worth. My approach yeah. just bat my eyes. Anyway. Did you get the autograph? He told me I was very cute, which in retrospect, when I was 17. <laughs> but yeah. you know what? It's okay. It's okay. It wasn't lecherous. He didn't do anything bad. He just said I was cute, which I mean, again, nowadays you couldn't. At the time, and, it was the best and, moment of my life. So, And you know. look how your approach turned out. Still waiting for that exam. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Well, it's fine. On the spot, married. I will panic. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. I am happily and married. And I'm also still waiting on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not waiting. Aww. It's fine. My life is full. Anyway. <laughs> what a joy. Okay. <clears throat> I have to ask, I have to ask this one. Okay. Shannon C asks. <laughs> Lauren, on a scale of 4 to 17, how much would you want to be in a speed reboot playing the Keanu role and can you use your Hollywood cachet to make this happen please? First of all, on a scale of 4 to 17, I'm at a strong 25. Uh, <laughs> second of all, I don't know that I have much Hollywood cachet. I will abuse it in any way to make this happen. Three, I never thought about this. This is brilliant. Four, people would eat me alive. Okay, people don't want to see a reboot of Speed. We wouldn't want to see a reboot oh, of Speed. Oh, that'd be tough. It would have to be a reimagining. You know what I mean? I mean, Speed sure. 2 didn't, do, didn't go over well. But, sure. but, here's how I think it works. It's a shot-for-shot shot remake. It's mm-hmm. identical. You even have to dress me similarly. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. we have to we have to wink and acknowledge that we know what we're doing. Yeah. That we get it, that it's an homage, that we love it mm-hmm. more than anything. And I think then maybe we can pull it off. Long sure. story short, too late. Who plays my Sandy? Who plays oh, my Sandy? It's I mean <laughs> I mean, it's Chrissy. It's Chrissy Evans. It's Chris Evans. Is it not? (laughs) It's either Chris Evans or it's Keanu. 
Oh my God. Yeah. Well, I couldn't take that from Sandra though. Because if they are going to flop, then they should flip flop. And she, then she, okay. they should both Fair enough. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Then we put Chris Evans in there. Who? Who's the Dennis Hopper? Liam Neeson. <laughs> okay. Right? In my, in my earlier uh, question of my three favorite things about Lauren... <laughs> Uh, I'm going to add a fourth one. My favorite thing. First of all, her fucking passion. But when she gets super passionate about something, it's when she enunciates that I... It gives me so much joy. A Liam Neeson. Like, tell me I'm wrong, though. No, that's right. Right? Oh, fucking Neesons would kill that. Who plays Jeff Daniels' role? Well, if we're flipping, is it going to be a woman? I hope so. This is Steph Beatrice. This is when we get back into the Steph Beatrice. This is, again, we wanted to Paris in Point Break, Paris in Speed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Well, this writes itself. It writes itself. There could be a whole storyline. Okay, now I'm I'm straying from what I've already pitched. But there could be a whole thing that it's like these two are in the bomb squad. That's the only female duo bomb squad. Yeah. I mean, I got to make some calls. I I couldn't be happier of uh, where this goes. Um, I also love that I I have a specific answer for this question. Uh, and I'm, I'm probably going to get eaten alive for my answer. Can't wait. Randy E asks, what was the last movie you watched and what did you think of it? Mm -hmm. Last night, my choice was Bullet Train. Oh! Um, Logan Lerman, I have had a crush on for years. Is that a surprise? Mm-hmm. No. Um, no, it's he not. He came in hot with long hair, scruffy beard kind of thing, and an accent. And I didn't, I couldn't make eye contact. I didn't know where to look. I had no idea what was going on. He can't see you through the TV. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, and then I can't think of his name. Uh, Aaron something. The Aaron Taylor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, Accent, longer hair, trash stash, it all worked for him. But for me, um, overall, movie, it was okay. It got better the further it went in. And the reason for me it got better, Brad Pitt fucking shines See, I knew it, I knew it. Brad Pitt is exactly what I want him to be. Because Brad Pitt is basically rusty from Ocean's... The Oceans movies, where he's just kind of like, you're not sure that he's really bright, and he's just kind of like a goofy dum-dum, but you also can't help but love him, and he's that throughout this. So I started going through his IMDb and was like, where are more roles like this? Because this is, he was peak Brad for me. He wasn't serious. He was silly, but trying to do his job, bless his heart, but oh, Brad in that movie was peak Brad. I love that. I love that for him. I can't wait to yeah. watch it. Also, go back. It's not It's not the same kind of Brad. Watch California yeah. again. Interesting. Okay. Because he plays a pretty vile character. I don't remember him being so vile. He's pretty vile sure. um, and awful. 
Um, but I mean that him with Duchovny, I mean, for me, it just makes me of course implode. Yes. Oh, the most That's recent movie I watched was Nightingale. Nightingale. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. Period piece. Heavy. Yeah. Heavy. Um, sure. I actually really enjoyed it. I actually thought it was really interesting. And I thought the like way that they tackled themes in there, given the fact that it was a period piece was very interesting. Sure. Very heavy though. Very heavy. Sure. Warnings, warnings, but trigger warnings all over the place before watching that one. Oh boy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Emily asks, if you were stuck on an Island with a record player and one record of your choice, what would it be? Also, you can pick two snack choices and one drink option. I have an answer. <laughs> I could not be happier with the specifics mm -hmm. of the question. The record and I can't wait. is Fleetwood Mac rumors. Because sure. that on vinyl, sure. there's no other way. There's no other way. And it's a perfect sure. album. Top to bottom. Never sure. get sick of it. The food, movie theater popcorn with real butter. And then, and I know that this is crazy. Here's what I want. Super salty, very thick tortilla chips and like a mm -hmm. pico de gallo, not a pico de gallo. It's like the, if you go to a Mexican restaurant and it's like the thin table salsa, not too spicy. Sure. That is one of my favorite things in the world. And I feel like if we're on an island, I'm going to want something a little bit tropical. So that's why I want that. But also the drink is a lime margarita shaken, no salt. Cadillac. <laughs> okay. Yep. Oh, okay. I took that one very seriously. Spoiler. I I like that a lot. Okay. So for me, oh God. Well, album. I'm gonna say Lizzo because I love you. Oh sure. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, because mm -hmm. that. I mean, good God. I've also recently started getting into special because she doesn't know how. To not make hits? Yeah. Um, oh, two snacks. Oh. It's so tough. I, I've been getting into uh, chips and salsa lately. Uh, I'm going to say specifically Tostitos Rounds mm -hmm. and the Tostitos Cheese. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's, that hits in a salty way that I yep. really like. Um. I'm also going to say Junior Caramels, because that's something I have become obsessed with. Huh. Uh, they have to be soft. They have to be soft. Yeah. But that's that's a dream, and because I need a salty to go with my sweet. And, I mean, a drink option, I, if I, I don't know how electricity works on this island, but I'm going to have a Slurpee machine. Yeah. And then I, I yeah, because I, I could have a... I could have a Pepsi Slurpee every day yeah, and not get tired of it. It has to be a very specific consistency because I'm very picky about it. Of course. I'm pickier about my Slurpee consistency than I am about most of the things I consume. It's like I could true. make a dinner and be like, nah, it's okay. I'll eat it anyway. And then if I walk into that 7-Eleven and that Pepsi is so dark that it's almost black, I will spin on a heel and walk out. <laughs> Swill, she'll call out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. She is who she is. Yep. Yep. 
Thank you for giving us two snack options. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. Uh, I suppose I need to pick a question. You oh. do. <laughs> um, oh boy. Um, oh, well, we're going to keep with this. Uh, Bex, uh, I love that <laughs> I've put so much of this in there, uh, uh, says she found us uh, through the Doughboys yes. podcast, which again, it's a dream. Gentlemen, we would love to come back on and discuss my food. Anytime. Um, keeping with the food theme. Yeah. What would be your ultimate meal if you could have anything you wanted to celebrate your 100th episode? Oh, wowzer. Yeah. <sighs> I think I would have to do a combination of places. Yeah. Just so that I could be happy and get everything I want. Yeah. And even then, am I getting everything I want? <sighs> I'm going to start um, with Tony Roma's kick and shrimp. <laughs> yeah. Solid choice. Just a small, small side of their uh, baked potato soup which I now make at home and I live for it. Um, then I'm going to move into a course that is uh, a double quarter pounder with cheese from McDonald's. Yeah. No pickles, no onions. <sighs> A&W onion rings. Mm -hmm. And, oh God, what's it called? Um... There's no way I'm going to fit this much food in. Uh, and then from uh, Boston Pizza does this um, uh, Thai chicken wrap with a crunchy yeah. uh, breaded chicken. Uh, and there's like a honey dill dip going with it. That um, that would absolutely be the main followed up by probably a nice piece of cherry pie. Homemade crust, if I can. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> I'm going to start with the corn chowder and a bread bowl from Disneyland. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, no. The, oh, the Disneyland options. The, what was it? The bacon mac and cheese? Yeah. In the, in the, the cone. cone. Yeah. Yeah, I loved that. Yeah, okay. the pretzel cone. I, I could not be happier that this is what you're starting with. Okay. Yeah, I love that. I love that chowder. Yeah. Then I'm going to go to round two of corn, which is going to be movie theater popcorn with real butter. Of course. Then I'm going to go to round three of corn because I want corn three ways and I'm having a fucking corn dog. Hey. Honey mustard. Oh. Okay. Hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then Shake Shack, baby. The next time you come, you're going to get down on some, my mouth is watering. It's so good. The buns are so soft, and they do a crinkle fry with a cheese sauce on it. Oh. That is gonna, it changes you. Mm -hmm. It changes you. Because you know, I love In-N-Out. And obviously, yes. McDonald's has a wonderful place in my heart. Of course. Gun to my head. It's Shake Shack. Wow. I know. I know. Okay. I know. Hey. Yep. Uh, but then the, the last bit is a McDonald's hot fudge sundae. It's simple. It's to the point. It's not trying to be anything else. 
Sure. You know? Sure. And a bottle of wine. <laughs> the yeah. locale Matua that I've been drinking, because then I don't get so drunk. Of course. Oh, Great I like question. This. I like this. Oh, but I wouldn't mind also a chicken ball with a little uh, sweet and sour on the oh, side. Shit, Chinese food. You know, I miss I know. Canadian Chinese food. It's different than Chinese food here. Chinese food here is great yeah. too, but it's just different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I get that. Uh, well, oh, this God. seamlessly, Samantha G asks, what's Lauren and Christie's favorite ice cream, ice cream flavor and topping? Look, sure. here's what people are not going to want to hear. My favorite thing in the world is yeah. vanilla soft serve with a milk chocolate magic shell. That's all I ever want. Yeah. Vanilla oh. soft serve for me. Ugh, it's all I ever want. What I don't, what I wouldn't give for the magic shell. Mm. I live for it. I like the, oh. Um, but I only, I would only do the, the magic shell on like a, on probably a vanilla where you, I always put the chocolate shell on a little too thick in some spots where when you go to bite into it, it hasn't hot hardened fully. And I I love that you're disgusted by that. And I'm like, it it gets me hot. Oh, um, <laughs> of course. I'm so sorry. Of course. Favorite ice cream of all time. I am a sucker for a maple walnut. I really, really? I've, been get, I've been getting into it lately. In the summer, we took the kids to a nearby uh, convenience store that sells ice cream. Um, it's close by. We'd never done it before. And we let them pick whatever. And I was like, I'll get a maple walnut for fun. And it changed my life. And I made us go back again before summer was over. And then I bought maple <laughs> walnut at the store so that I could have it uh, for funsies. Huh. Um but if we're talking Dairy Queen Blizzard, it's just a plain Reese's Pieces Blizzard. See, I'm always about Krispy Crunch. That's Canadian sure. also. Uh, I'll do a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Flavors, I used to be really into mint chocolate chip, not the swirl, the chip. Yeah. Um, but I kind of ate myself out of it. Like, I kind of ate it so oh. much that I'm kind of over it. I also love orange sherbet. But again, I also want you to know, I pulled yeah. this up earlier because... I was like, what the hell is this? There is apparently a Dairy Queen secret menu item, and they're calling it the Sprinkle Core Dipped Cone. So what they do is they take a vanilla soft serve cone, they yeah. hollow out the center of it with a spoon, fill it with rainbow sprinkles, put ice cream over the top of it, yeah. and then dip it all in the magic shell. <gasps> that's, that's, this uh, get me to a Dairy Queen. <laughs> like, that's everything mm -hmm. I've ever wanted. Yeah. I love sprinkles. I love sprinkles. Weird, I know. But uh, I love hey, them. everybody likes what they like. Yeah. I've been obsessed with the Reese's Pieces Blizzard since I was a kid, and then they got rid of it. And so I would do sometimes a cookie dough, sometimes a turtle, sometimes a, a peanut butter cup. They've recently brought back the Reese's Pieces, but it's Reese's Pieces cookie dough, and that's not the same. It's not what I asked for. So now, when I go through, I specifically, I'm like, I, I'm like, can I get just the Reese's Pieces? And I've done it twice now. Once, 
Not a problem. Second time, not a problem, but it was a problem, oh, apparently. yeah. And it just, when you get a thing of cookie dough, it's just not the same because I want to go back in that nostalgia. Um, I did not complain. I just, of course, took my ice cream and, uh, and, and stewed about it and ate it. Yeah. Which is fine. But my point is. Yeah. Just bring back the classic and leave it. You don't leave have to it. add things. We don't need it. We don't need it. It's, it's in, co- in the comedy world, I may have said this recently, there's a term that we use called putting a hat on a hat. And that is when you have a joke and then you try and put another joke on it and it's like it's too much. It's putting a hat on a hat. That's what they're doing. That's like when they started putting, it's like anytime you went to, um, to Dairy Queen. Now, for the Americans, Smarties in Canada are our version of M&Ms. We call what yeah. you call Smarties, we call them Rockets. Uh, anyway, so a Smarties blizzard... At Dairy Queen, they automatically put chocolate, started putting chocolate sauce in it. I don't want that. Why? Oh, I was so mad. It's made of chocolate. You're putting a hat on a hat, guys. You're putting a hat on a hat. Get out of town. Simple focus group. Yep. With these two ding-dongs, and we we will get the food, we will have it properly. Yes. We're going to get what the masses want. Yeah. Stop it. Get out of here. Yeah. All right. You want to give me one more? You want to do one um, more? Uh, I can if you'd like. I wondered if you on, wanted to. I got one I gotta, I'm going to end on. Got, okay. Well, I, I wondered if. Oh, God. Oh, no. Um, what do you want to do then? What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say we could do some rapid fire, but if you want let's me to do come rapid, up with one. Yeah, no, let's do rapid uh, fire. I've got one. Okay. Uh, from Jesse. Yeah. He asks. Favorite Britney Spears single and non-single. Wowzer. I know. I, 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 you know, I'm going to reveal myself here. Sure. I don't know that I know her discography super well. Don't come for me. Doesn't mean I don't love her. I love her to death. Sure. Um, Work Bitch, that's a single. That's up there for me. The thing is. So many hits. That's the, I know. So many singles. Toxic is also a oh. huge favorite of mine. Yep. Yep. I don't know about a non-single, but I will also say, and I know this is a really weird choice, but not a girl, not yet a woman. I don't know why it always stuck with me. I don't know. I couldn't be happier for that. Yep. Um, for me, uh, for singles, I'm going to say it's going gonna, it's gonna to be either Toxic or Womanizer. <gasps> Womanizer. Oh, yep. yes. Those are uh, my favorites for sure. It's hard to narrow it down, but those are automatically the ones that hit me the most. Non-single, I'm going to say Clumsy from the Glory album. Oh, well done. So, yeah. Well done. Um, favorite cereal? Lucy V asks, favorite cereal? <sighs> Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries or Fruity Pebbles? For me, it is Frankenberry. Oh, yeah. But recently, Fruit Loops with marshmallows. It's a triumph. Huh. Yep. Ah, uh, ooh. Favorite disaster movie. I know you love disaster movies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and oh, I'm so sorry. That was Jessica J. Yes, Jessica J was asking uh, favorite disaster movie. Can I, know I say you're not as big in the genre? I'm not, and I don't know if this counts. I want to say 28 Days Later, and I know it's it's a zombie movie sure. and it's not a disaster movie, but I think it counts. 
Yes, why not? Yeah. Um, of all the ones that I could possibly say, um, I have a deep, deep place in my heart for 2012, but I ha- if I can only pick one, it's Day After Tomorrow. You love I that one. I don't know why. I want to see him save his son from the library. I don't know why. I love that movie so much. I love that for you. Uh, Shelly S. Shelly S. says, question for Blanche. Saved by the Bell, Zach or Slater? Zach, specifically the college years. I like when he's a little (laughs) filled out. (laughs) And I was always a Slater girl. And as people who know who listen to the show, we always choose different people. Of course. Also, which makes it especially funny because I've met Mario Lopez. He interviewed me once. And then recently... he was reporting on Celebrity Family Feud and said, mm-hmm. uh, and it was me on the screen. And he was like, I thought yeah. that was Jodie Foster. It was me. Anyway. Look, I'll say it. Zach Morris is like Leonardo DiCaprio. They have grown with my tastes. Yes. Because back in the 90s, I liked that scrawny blonde boy. Um, and then as I've developed into an adult, I like that meat. So. <laughs> way to put it i'm so glad brandy's here zach in the college years yeah get the fuck out him when he met like i don't know what happened the moment i saw that because i was like saved by the bell college years yes please because i was obsessed with saved by the bell and then it came out and i was shocked to see him and shocked at how much i appreciated what he now looked like i liked him uh a little fuller it's like when leonardo dicaprio hit 2008 that was yep, two thousand. And we really got then we really got somewhere good. Yes, thank you very much. I love it. Ah, uh, I love that I'm gonna ask this, even though uh, I love that I'm like I don't know if I know how to pronounce his name. Uh, Lana Lana uh, asks for Blanche if you had to choose between This Is Us, Milo. How do you say that? Ventimiglia. Thank you. Uh, and Dirty Dancing, Patrick Swayze. Who do you choose and why? Patrick Swayze, every day, all day, Johnny knows what's up. I'm curious about why those two have been pitted against each other, but also, I don't want to ask questions. The answer for me, yeah. no one asked. I'm going to tell you anyway, it's it's Milo and this is us. It's- See? Look at that. She picked a pair that we were like, I want the other one. Yep. Just Are you kidding sense. me? Him in full black grinding that hip? Like, I'm. You haven't so watched This board. Is Us, though, and Jack Pearson is a perfect man. He's Aww. a perfect man. Do I have to look him in the eye? Bert! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love it so much. All right, let's do a couple more real quick. Uh, Athena yeah. asks ketchup or mayo, and I say both together at once. Well,. My question is, what are we talking here? Are we talking burger toppings? Then it's both. Are we talking, I I can only have one of those items for the rest of my life? I think, versatilely speaking, I'm going to have to go with ketchup. Mm. I don't want to live in a world where I have to choose. I like that for you. Yeah, thank you. And we're not asking you to. Thank you. Oh, man. Are we Kevin Smith fans? Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Randy E. asks, yep. are you Kevin Smith fans? Her her and I could recite Chasing Amy. <laughs> I love you. And not in a friendly way. Though I think we're great friends. I can do the whole And not speech. in a misplaced puppy dog way. Although I'm sure that's what you'll call it. 
Yeah. 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 Because when I'm off learning how to spell George Stromalopoulos, I'm mm -hmm. also learning that fucking speech oh, yeah. for no reason. Same. No reason. Same. When did I ever bust that out in my life? Multiple times on this podcast. Yep. Yep. 100%. <laughs> so I guess it's paid off. 100%. Uh, listen, I think that this is this is where we should end it. Ricky asks, did yeah. you guys ever try the jade eggs? I need to know. <laughs> Here's the story there. We were nominated for an award for, well, we've been nominated for a few for, for specifically for the Glee Curse. Yes. But we were nominated for one um, for the Glee Curse and we had to make a video acceptance speech in case yes. we won to send in. This is what they asked of us. Yes. And so we thought, I'll own it. I thought, <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if because the clip that we sent that got nominated was about the jade eggs, wouldn't it be funny if in the acceptance speech, we actually did it, did try out the jade eggs? Yeah. And because, as I said earlier, Christy is an angel who says yes to any of my dumb ideas. She said yes. Long story short, we filmed mm. the whole thing. It is over on Patreon. There is an entire episode of, uh, I think it was a happy hour episode over there. I think so. Um, Patreon.com slash True Crime and Cocktails. And we... We did basically like the behind the scenes, the making of making this acceptance video. We absolutely did do the jade eggs. It is so fucking funny. I look, this isn't this isn't a sales pitch. I'm just telling you, it is truly just hysterical. It was uh, one of the most ridiculous experiences of my entire life. And yeah, we really did do it. It was not faked. It was not a bit. No. We really, and I think you can tell, you can tell when you're watching that boy, oh boy, oh, did they ever go for it. Uh, yeah. And if you don't know what we're talking about, please go back, listen to the Glee curse. It is a romp. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, this is bringing us to the end of the 100th episode anniversary extravaganza, but yeah. we are going to be answering more of these questions because we didn't even get scratch the surface there's so many uh yeah. again over on patreon um so we will be doing more over there uh we're gonna record it right now and it'll be up shortly um but until then what a damn delight it has been a hundred yeah. episodes strong it has flown by i think even though in the there's been times where i'm sure it's felt uh like it's not <laughs> flying by it's certainly in this moment i'm like wow a hundred what an amazing milestone and i yes. could not be prouder to be doing it with you same. There you go. There is no one else on this planet that I would make it a hundred episodes of a podcast into. Yeah, I think that's it. Those were the right words, just not in the right order. I knew what you meant. And you. same. Uh, and we thank you, dear listeners. The only reason why we've been able to make a hundred episodes is because you've been here to listen. And uh, if you're new, welcome. If you're an OG, thank you. And if you're somewhere in the middle, um, also thank you. Uh, we, we appreciate all of you so very much. It, it, it really does mean a lot to us and, it, uh, you know, your, your continued support allows us to continue to make all of this chaotic chucklehead content that we love to make so, so very much. Um, so listen, if you haven't already, give us a follow on the socials on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at True Crime and Cocktails on Twitter at Not Detectives. Of course, the only place for True Crime and Cocktails official merch is truecrewmerch.com. And if you want to learn all about Patreon, uh, our bonus episodes, we do live Q&As monthly, all kinds of things. It is, once again, patreon.com slash truecrimeandcocktails. Christy, do you want to tell the people about next week's episode? On the next episode of True Crime and Cocktails, episode 
101, I might point out. Not just Dalmatians anymore. <laughs> Thank you for that. Phoebe Hansjuk. Fantastic. And I believe that is a patron's poll episode, is it not? I do believe it was September's Patreon. Yes. So that is another thing that happens over there. You can vote on episodes that will be covered over here on our main feed of the podcast. So again, check it out if you're interested. Christy, do you want to say goodnight to the people? Good night, people. Good night, people. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500.